You've seen those movies where they say, make my day, or I'm your worst nightmare. Well, listen to this one. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Ha! You didn't know I'm gonna say that, did you? Your move, creep. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. Even now, in this very room. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Huh? Are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? Hello, everybody, and welcome to an episode of the Film Feast podcast. I'm your host, Matt Bledsoe. Uh, And this week, uh, uh, we're doing another Hangout episode (laughs) after last week's Hangout. We're hanging out some more. This time, we have questions to answer uh, from listeners I'm very excited about. So who's here to help me answer these questions? Well, first of all, uh, Mark Warner is back. Mark, how you doing? I am the answerer. And the answerer (laughs) is doing pretty good, Matt. That's good. A good I love the vibes of these hangout episodes. Like you just come on, you don't have to stress about uh getting every little note you wrote down on a movie out. It's just uh fly by night kind of situation. <laughs> We're really flying by the seat of our pants on this one, because yeah, no no prep, which is nice. But uh we have some we have some kind of hard questions, I think. This will be interesting. Um I'm I'm intrigued. I, I yeah, I'm intrigued for these answers. So uh but yes, joining us uh is a fellow texan uh and that movie guy as some people call him james coddington james how you doing hey i'm doing good matt that movie guy huh i think that, i thought that, that was one that of your nicknames guy. yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. or was it know. the movie guy the movie guy oh yeah, just you're the movie guy <laughs> i think i said i was the all-around movie guy oh yeah because andy's the action movie andy's guy. the action movie guy you're the just the movie I'm guy the general movie guy. general i'm movies. the general audience movie guy <laughs> I'm going to call him the tar guy because he's got a tar poster just oh, like yeah. hanging out the, right next to the last, last Boy, Scout, Boy Scout. Like they're worthy of being right next to each other. What's the hey, Holy, oh, hey, 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 throw a fucking domino in there. Why don't she get tar oh, out yeah. and put them together? It'll be done. <laughs> uh, get tar off that wall. Get the, yeah. get domino up. That's, the... That's kind of my plan, though, is to actually swap them out. From time to time. I've been swapping the middle one and I've left the two Tonys only because I haven't gotten any other movies yet. But whenever I get more, I'm going to kind of rotate them. Nice. Good, good. Uh, Mark has a Mission Impossible Fallout poster. That Uh, that was more just like, I I have way too many one sheets from working at theaters. I just want to put them to some use. And I was like, so hyped for Dead Reckoning the day that it came out. I'm just like, I'm going to make some use of that Fallout poster for once. I like that. I have not. I have blinds behind me. I have the least exciting background of anybody. <laughs> uh, but yeah, now we paint the picture for everybody. Mark, I'm sorry. You're going to say something before I talked about your poster. I you remember just... what I was going to say. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. About me rotating posters or the deja vu or domino, maybe. Oh, I think I was just going to say that I uh, I'm being facetious. I'm uh, I like tar, so I have no problem oh. with that being on there. <laughs> I just like that. I haven't even seen it. I just think it's funny it's between two Tony Scott movies. It's like Tar and then <laughs> Last Boy Scout and Deja Vu. It's a, it's a strange <laughs> order, but I like the chaos of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so does we, Tar. It, <laughs> tar loves it. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I was also going to say that Hayden Gilbert was supposed to be here with us, but uh, he could not make it last minute. Uh, I told people on Twitter that he was going to be here to ask questions too. Um, and James was the last minute kind of addition. So uh, sad Hayden can't be here. He may make it later. I'm not sure. He had very important business. He had to go see Dead Reckoning with his dad, which is, I, you know, we all agreed. We're like, that's important. Uh, and the his dad important. has one of the greatest the quotes of all time. The entity told him to. <laughs> it's all the entity. Uh, what, Mark, help me out. What is Hayden's dad's quote about Tom Cruise? I don't want to mess it up. Uh, I think it's something like, uh, turn off the news and go watch the cruise. That's it. It's yeah. something like that. Yeah. Oh, that may be the name of this episode. Cause I don't know what to call this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's oh. an, it, it's an amazing quote. It's, it's I mean, if Hayden, if Hayden makes it in, what, what are we going to do? We're probably going to, just going to talk about what he thought of dead reckoning and it will be a Tom Cruise themed episode. Yeah. I mean, that's true. I will. I will see if he makes it. It's a three-hour movie, and I think he told me it started at seven twenty. Uh, and that's uh, that's not even factoring in the trailers. Oh god. Yeah, and I don't know how long it takes to get to that theater, so I don't know if he's going to make it. But uh, man, I just saw it two nights ago, and yeah, I it was a seven o'clock showing. Movie didn't start till past seven thirty. Ugh. I wasn't out <laughs> there till like. 10. It was man. It was. At least you guys long. didn't go to a ten o'clock show of Oppenheimer. Oh, after a uh after a full day of work but yes, I, was gonna, I feel sorry for you i was gonna I'm, ask if you i i didn't see it on your letterbox so you saw oppenheimer already i did yes do you want to give like quick spoiler free I, I mean <laughs> i mean i guess people who watch most of these listeners probably follow me on letterbox so i'll just say i don't want to give away too much because we are going to be talking about it on a future podcast but i did right. love it i've got some issues but like uh like like uh, Tenet, like a lot of Christopher Nolan movies, it might not be a full five on the first viewing, but I wouldn't be surprised if it goes up because I realize pretty much every movie that guy has made since Insomnia has been a five for me. And I will be shocked if this one doesn't climb up there because he just, I don't know, he just has a way with me. <laughs> he's he's that good. I, I will say the big scene, <laughs> the movie the movie the scene <laughs> that the movie is building up to is incredible and is worth if you have any doubts about seeing oppenheimer in theaters i highly doubt anyone does but if you do see it just to like feel it yeah i'm excited I'm going and then and then go watch barbie <laughs> afterward to feel better <laughs> I, I wish i could have done the double feature but i had absolutely no way of fit, fitting both of those into a single day this week so yeah, I have the same problem. Going tomorrow, like, at, like 11 a.m. It's a great way to just wake up. And uh, hey, I'm going Sunday at 1045. So. <laughs> and, but I can't Wonderful. I can't do Barbie right after. I would I want to do Oppenheimer, Barbie back to back. It won't work out, unfortunately. Also, I looked at my I have a it's like a small chain near me called Cinema Cafe. We have AMCs. We have Regals. We have Cinema Cafe, which is like our local. And it's my favorite place to go see movies around here. But they have a theater I love near me. Every after their showings, every single screen of Barbie this weekend from like nine in the morning to 11 o'clock at night sold out <laughs> or or basically like front row only, which to me, I think of as like it's sold out. Um, it so. is. Yeah, it is on track for a good weekend. Like I haven't been tracking the box office, but like the letterbox viewings are all it's already up to like two hundred fifty thousand, <laughs> which is like you. you yeah. The only movie I've ever seen climb that high that fast was Glass Onion, and that thing just dropped on Netflix, so of course it did. But I think 
the memes are really doing their job and getting people out <laughs> to see these as soon as possible. Yeah. Barbenheimer is crossing the real world. The last week or two at work, more people brought up to me about like, have you seen these Barbie Oppenheimer memes? I'm like, uh-huh. I've been on Twitter for <laughs> six months. I've seen everyone. <laughs> but like, um, but I'm excited about it because like people are excited about the movies again. That's why I saw somebody, I, I can't remember who it was, tweet about like, this feels like an old school like event weekend for the movies, like to have Barbie open, which is like a big IP thing that was marketed like crazy. But then you have a movie like Oppenheimer too. That's you know this big event movie on the opposite side of the spectrum, um, and it's pretty cool. I'm ex- I mean it's exciting. Everyone's excited about movies, so I'm I'm into it. So yeah, I'm addicted to movies. <laughs> I think I am too, James. I think I am too. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll just say as someone who really we talked about this on the Dial of Destiny episode, but someone who has kind of you know felt a little trouble getting motivated to go out to the movies lately, I'm like three movies within the span of two weeks that I'm like beyond excited for and willing to go out as soon as possible. And like, I've already seen two of them dead reckoning in Oppenheimer. I just got to catch Barbie. Oh, and the re-release of terrifier. <laughs> I didn't know no, that was going to be released. Yeah, I heard about that today. I was like, what? I'm I, on here. They're, they're desperately trying to, uh, it did not have the kind of release that the sequel did. So I think they're trying to make up for that. <laughs> yeah that's understandable i just that's just so weird though like oh it all, is. i mean i, I guess especially that's cool. in like in july instead of yeah. october yeah give it a just a couple more months man <laughs> you could re-release <laughs> both of them yeah Shoot. i mean they're probably gonna need to i don't know if you started to see they're starting to push movies back possibly because of the strike uh, like yeah. movies that are i know it's terrible they like like dune was talked about today as being pushed back because they can't yeah. i guess nobody gonna, can promote it i'm gonna lose it don't do this to Mark. I'm gonna Studios be like needs this. I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be like Hayden with Salem's Lot if they push Dune back. <laughs> hopefully that won't happen, but hopefully uh, the writers and actors get what they want from the studios because the studios are, you know, basically at this point trying to like cut their own hands off to punish everybody. It seems like it's like oh. it's like we're just gonna punish everybody. Um, Fuck yeah, yeah, it doesn't they can go good. to hell. <laughs> yes, they can. Yes, I love it. Uh, I love the energy. Uh, so we are uh, pro union, anti studio here. Yes, at the yeah, we are. Podcast. Try to make that point last podcast. I hope it came across. It's like because uh, I don't want, want to be those people. There's some people online. I'm sure you've seen them who are like, can't these writers and actors just get over it and stop striking so I can get my next whatever movie they want? It's like no, no, no. It's not going to work. Like no, that. we're <laughs> like we may joke about it, but we are not sincerely like that. Right. Yeah, no, and no. by we, I mean I, because I don't see Matt. Matt just said he was not even going to joke about that. <laughs> the royal, uh, the royal we, the royal I. I might um, joke about it, but <laughs> probably not. People, people know where we stand. It's fine. Um, yeah. uh, okay, we have a bunch of questions from people. I was, I was surprised, and they're all over. There's a, it runs the gamut from very silly to which I love, but also. <laughs> Hard, I think ones that are kind of thinkers, ones that might be a little tough. Um, but I do want to say before bring them on. I know <laughs> before I get into the questions, I do want to say because last week I think I did say it at the end that I thought it was going to be me, me and Mike Scott this week. But Mike's going through some personal stuff. I don't want to say more than that because it's not my business to share. But Mike, we love you, buddy. So uh, hopefully I'll talk to him again soon. But he couldn't be here for you know he had 
personal stuff going on. So if anybody was like, where's Mike Scott? That's what's going on. That's why we're doing this too last minute. So, um, but yeah, I just wanted yeah. to give an update because I said that last time and it's not happening. <laughs> so people are confused. Like, where's Mike? Um, but, but yeah, so yes, uh, Mike, we're all thinking about you. We love you, buddy. So um, yeah, so we're going to do this. So big hugs to Mike. Big yeah. hugs to Mike. <laughs> we love you, Mike. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, now we're doing this. People came through with questions. I'll just go down the line of how I got them. So uh first question oh, oh sorry yes. matt also i have to apologize because you know like people are like what you know hayden's not here and we get james like what this is not what we asked for you know like oh, they're right. uh, you know <laughs> submitting questions they're thinking they're gonna get these great answers from hayden now they're gonna have to deal with my nonsense like i apologize in advance <laughs> on top of my nonsense <laughs> right so it's like uh, but uh anyway just let's have to get that little I, just, I did i i forgot to mention yeah i said hey was gonna be here on twitter and then uh he's not here but Look, yeah, and we this, never even mentioned that I was done. So like, no one this even. This podcast, knew, like, we gotta move, we gotta pivot, we move around. Uh, we're, we're keeping ourselves on the swivel. Uh, well, I trust you to do it, Matt. You're a good guy. You're a strong yes. guiding hand. Thank you. I didn't think I would. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, first question from I don't know if you guys. I think you guys both know this guy. Uh, Ewan Patterson. He's the host of the We Love Dad Movies podcast. Um, which yep. is a very good podcast. I want you to listen to. Um, so he asked. Uh, you said film feast. I could say we've been asked to do a double feature celebrating the summer blockbuster. Which two films are we choosing? Like just the idea of the summer blockbuster. I think I guess I'm reading that as like two movies you think best uh, to you just scream summer blockbuster that you want to pair together. Like when you think of summer blockbuster, I guess through any point in history, what two movies? I guess would you? That's a lot think of movies, from... man. Oh, do you know, know. how? Do you <laughs> already know starting how... off hard. Don't think too hard about this. I think it's no. like a gut reaction one. Do you know how uh, many part... obvious double features there are in this? <laughs> Where, I, how 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 do I even? This is this is gonna be the hardest one of the, <laughs> the night. How do I even begin? Hey, <laughs> so right, get out of the way then. And hardest at the same time. Uh, I'll go to a real I simple just, one after this. Uh, I go to the first two <laughs> movies that pop in my head: Inception and The Island. Why not? Have fun. Go nuts, Ooh, guys. I, you know what I like about that? That's not what I expected. and that, But that's a very Mark answer. That's a good Mark answer. Two so. auteur eye movies. Yeah. The Island, underrated, too. Ah, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I like that. Inception, the island. I need to revisit the island. That's that's the the bay I haven't seen. It's good. I, I, I rewatch like, it. I, I watch it first because of Mark because I never saw it before. <clears> and man. it's good. Good. I don't think I've seen it since the theater. I mean, honestly, maybe once, like right when it came out on DVD, oh. but it's been years. Let know. me tell you, lots of Michael Bay love on Twitter recently, and I don't think any of it has been directed towards that movie. Uh, <laughs> so let's let's get some love over to that movie because I think yeah. it deserves it just as much. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be checking it out for you, Mark. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You want me to pick two movies? I, do you, I can go I mean, if you want I'm, more time I threw, to think. I threw out Jurassic Park, so I guess I'll go with that. And then let's see. Uh, let me just look at my shelf. What's a good summer blockbuster? Uh, <laughs> Tenet. <laughs> now, uh, oh, look, Days of Thunder. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. Man, these Hell are very, yeah. like, I like that these are both very much the you kind of guys. Like, this is your <laughs> double for each of you. Um Days you know, Thunder screams summer to me. It feels like, I mean, it also it has a little like bit summer. of autumn feel, obviously, but yeah, it's a summer movie to me. Okay. I'm going to go Independence Day because <laughs> I, I feel like that say, was. I thought you were saying you were going to go independent. <laughs> and I was <laughs> I'm like, go independent. Ooh, look at you. 
I always think of Independence Day as like the first big blockbuster that I remember. It was the first time I went to a theater and I think they were sold out. And I was like, asked my mom, what's happening? Because I was really confused. It was either that or Space Jam. One of the two. What's going on, mom? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean sold out? What are we going to do? <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, Independence Day and, oh God. Um, Air Force is... <laughs> No, hang on. I'm gonna get this. Uh, you know, why don't I just say resurgence? Why don't I just do the oh. obvious me thing and just say, well, it wasn't a blockbuster. I was gonna say Last Action Hero, but it the wasn't. island was a bomb too. <laughs> well, oh, Days true. of Thunder was not okay. Well, then yeah, I'm gonna do. Look at that. We own... you know what? That's a good theme. Like a truly successful, iconic movie paired with kind of a not necessarily a disaster, but kind of a bomb. Yeah, what feels yeah. like a blockbuster, but wasn't. It was a supposed to be a blockbuster. <laughs> like yeah, the, right. Uh, uh, they were all supposed to be blockbusters. The funny thing too—that's the theme too. It's mm-hmm. like this is going to be big. Um, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll stay on brand. I'll we stay can't. We do, <laughs> yeah. like that's kismet. We all kind of accidentally picked like the exact same double. <laughs> Yeah, I may have followed both your leads a little bit, but I feel like you two were genuine. <laughs> that was that's a good. I like that though. That was good. Okay. Um, let random me go. question: Can you hear yeah. an air conditioner in my background? By any chance? Not me. No, nah, can't hear anything. All right. I think cool. we're all talking too much anyway. If we if we could hear, <laughs> um, you want a really silly question? Absolutely. Okay. When do I not? This right, is for Mitch Oliver, our friend oh, Mitch over at the Terror Table. Oh, I saw this one. Okay, this I know maybe. That. My favorite question. <laughs> okay. He asks, is it pronounced step up to colon the streets or step up to the streets? Like step up to the streets. So. <laughs> I mean, I have never, ever thought that it was the former. I thought, yeah, I, when I read that, I was like, wasn't it always supposed to be on like step up to the streets, not step up to colon the streets. So I'm like going to go with. It's very much a too fast, too furious yes, uh, scenario. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Step up to the streets. That's yeah. what I'm going to go with. Is everyone on the same page? Oh, for sure. Step <laughs> up to the streets. It's like you got to step a up random to the Mitch <laughs> question. I love it. Um, Mitch, we love you. Yes. Great question, Mitch. Thank you. That really made me laugh. <laughs> um, okay. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to our friend Lexi now. Uh, this this is probably asking this because we keep joking about. Oh, yeah, me. I saw this one too. Okay. And now you see me double. <laughs> and it came up when we talked about uh, Sixth Sense because guys doing like close up magic for her in college. <laughs> it was the theme. So she says, What are your guys' takes on magic or magic on film? So- well, I mean, after Dead Reckoning, love it. Come on. I know. Man. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really magic, but you know, it's the same thing. Slide of hand, whatever. Slide of hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love how, I love how pointless the magic is in both of those movies there is it's just like hey i'm just gonna screw around with jean renault and do some close-up magic and then hey we're just gonna call back to that time i screwed around with jean renault any of you even <laughs> remember him anymore no yeah it, uh it's, <laughs> i do <laughs> i remember the good uh, one of my remember. favorite movies of all time the big blue well listen <laughs> I got a 4K of 1998's Godzilla, so I'm right there with you. <laughs> Do you think some of the people in past Mission Impossible movies get sad they have not been called back yet? Like, because it's a very small group. Maggie Q, Paula I Patton. I feel bad. I can't remember his name. Maybe the they did. The helicopter in two. <laughs> Maybe they oh, didn't have the, a good the Australian time. Guy? Uh, the Australian guy, Matt. That's uh, the, the Australian guy who directed uh, Hide and Seek and Swim Fan. 
I might add. Wait, John what? Olson. He yeah. did? He did. That's that's I did not know. <laughs> I think it's funny because there's a part that that Hayden loves hide and seek, directed by John Polson, and Hayden loves Van Helsing, featuring Richard Roxborough as Dracula. Mm-hmm. And there is a part where Richard Roxborough slams the director of hide and seek. So Dracula slams the director of hide and seek up <laughs> against the wall. And I feel like Hayden should love that movie just because of that, but he doesn't. Hayden, if you ever listen to this, I want a good explanation of why. I agree. John Colson is a prolific yeah. TV director. Oh, maybe that's why he's not back that's, in the movie. Uh, that's <laughs> usually what happens when they yeah. stop directing movies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of jobs for them on streaming now. So I'm uh, glad that came up because I've been meaning to watch Slim Fan. I I've always Mark, wanted. That's to so see weird. That. I have. Have you, not, have you never seen it? Never. Oh my god, it's so entertaining. <laughs> so entertaining. That. Um, yeah, I thought that'd be a good film feast episode. Actually, to talk about Slim Fan. <laughs> it's oh, the man. trailer for some reason like burned into my brain. I don't know why. I think it's <laughs> the way that it's cut, and they use this disturb song that like <laughs> that's like really actually fits the tone of the whole thing and there's a part where i'll never forget about her yelling like you love me i know you do like that was like the button on the trailer oh. um going nuts um christensen from traffic thank you yes right poor, yeah that's... that poor woman she did great role in traffic got a lot of recognition does swim fan and disappears just becomes kind of a joke it's sad uh... Yeah. Okay. We didn't really answer no, the question. You know what? Magic we, yeah, on we film. didn't. Oh. <laughs> Takes on magic Sorry. or magic uh, ja- on film. James was James was saying something. Oh, Sorry. I was gonna say you said disturbed. You know, this is completely, totally off side tangent. That's I've never episode. been. Yeah, right. I've never <laughs> been a disturbed fan. Okay. Um, but like literally, what, maybe two or three days ago, yeah, like Stupefy came out, like was just playing as I got the in the fun car. song. Yeah, and I was like, you know. That's, it's kind of good, you know, or like, like the, the, like I was, I was, you know, it's not so bad, but it was just the strangest thing. Cause like, I've always been like, Oh, I don't like, to, they're, the, they're the band. I don't like, I was into that, you know, I'm of that era, but that was mm-hmm. just one that I never clicked with. And I always just thought, eh, I don't like him, but for the first time in 20 <laughs> something years, I was like, Hey, that's not so bad. They, they have maybe some catchy just, songs. They really do. Maybe you yeah, just needed like, that time apart from them. <laughs> Yeah. I've sometimes yeah. found if I like start telling myself that I really don't like uh, a movie or a band and I start like thinking to myself that I vehemently dislike them, someday I'll randomly hear one of their songs or watch. I'll be like, actually, that's not bad. Hey, have I been a little too hard on them? Yeah. And see, like, I think part of it's tied to because like I, I have a vivid I, I don't have very great memories anymore. <laughs> like a lot of them are gone, but th- I have a memory of us all being like, like a party or something. And Disturbed was on like that old, I don't know if you remember, it was like an HBO, I think it was HBO, like Reverb Nation or Reverb or My something. God. Like that. It would just have I just unlocked like a memory. What is I, Yeah, what was that well, thing? What, yeah. I don't know, but Disturbed was on there and like it was when they were just getting, starting to get popular. Mm-hmm. Like he was wearing like a yellow like prison outfit or something. And it was, I was just like, <laughs> what is this? You know, like, I, so it was like an initial dislike that's kind of stuck from that poor <laughs> memory. Uh, anyway, uh, sorry, I, I'll I, tell I, you a funny like, story about them. I mean, I don't like them because I think that the lead singer, especially, is kind of a douchebag from what I hear. And I remember I went to some like music festival years ago. It wasn't Warp Tour, but it was like trying to be like Warp Tour. And one of uh, the bands, like it was a place where you could easily meet the bands. Like they would sign stuff, and they had times they were like 
signing throughout the day. Um, anybody know the band Dillinger Escape Plan? I've heard of them. Okay. Yes. They were also on this tour, Whoa. like this festival with uh, Disturbed. And somehow, like, we're chatting with the guys in lines, we're signing stuff. And I can't remember how Disturbed came up, but one of the guys was like, Oh yeah, those fucking guys are douchebags. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I watched them. Uh, he's like, I watched them rehearse their like movements last night. They were choreographing their like moves like a dance. It's <laughs> like they're a they're a rock band. Why are they doing that? <laughs> he's like, I don't know, but they're assholes. <laughs> like he was just, uh, and I I'm inclined to believe him because I I think we caught a little bit of a set. I'm like, they do like they're moving kind of like they practiced all this, <laughs> but but on the other hand, they have a lot of catchy songs. I'm like. It's a band I don't want to admit I listen to, but I just... I... Yeah, just <laughs> stop being ashamed. Just admit you like stuff. I like Down With The Sickness. Yeah. I unashamedly admit that. Though I don't know if that's... Everyone likes Down With The Sickness. I feel like that's the deserved song that everyone gives a pass It's hard to, to take them seriously when he comes in with the, like, ooh, wah, like the, the sounds, like the... Yeah. <laughs> like the weird... It's, like... Oh, man, it's it's not as bad as Jonathan Davis from Corn. Which is that's that's what I'm talking I'm about. Sure that's I was a what, huge corn fan. I mean, yeah, because I was no like sense why corn like and Limp Bizkit, and I mean, there's so many of these bands that were like in this, you know, in the same kind of circle. Then uh, like Disturbed and like who else? Like Drowning Pool and Saliva. These other right. Like, see, I didn't like any of them. It was oh, you corn, like any Limp of them. Bizkit. Yeah, I didn't like the, the the. I felt like those were like the successors or the ones who kind of came true. up underneath, yeah, yeah. and so like. They weren't part of that like core group. This is you're me. like, this isn't real new metal, right? Like, <laughs> Lexi, I'm course. really sorry. Yeah, about yeah. Lexi this. had a question about magic. Oh, yeah, We're talking about new metal, magic. My fault. I think it's most. I can't. She just worked her magic on us. She did. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how because I'm not sure who's asking like if, like Harry Potter like type magic or like magician. I, now you see me type magic. I mean, I I feel like she just didn't she mean like magic in general and then she kind of honed in on like magicians i i was weirdly obsessed with magicians as a kid like i watched magic specials and i love that masked magician who would reveal the secrets that guy uh and i would like try to find magic shops in towns we would go to <laughs> like oh but if i never talked to me again but i was very young i was like seven eight nine ten somewhere in that range like and i was like i, I do little magic tricks and um so i was kind of i kind of liked it for okay. you know i like the slide of hand stuff in Mission I, I always wanted to join the uh the uh magicians alliance <laughs> any arrested development fans in here yeah, or I, that yeah, yeah. I forgot about that till you said it oh no, yeah. i got it also what was that other there was there was a big magician subplot in that other show love did y'all watch that? No. It was like, no. They went to like the <laughs> uh, the magic castle or whatever. I don't know. Something. Uh -huh. Anyway. Oh, that uh, reminds I mean, there was there was a uh, one of the characters on Modern Family always wanted to be a magician. <laughs> I think it was Phil. I think it was. Anyway, think, uh, we're, yeah. she didn't want to know about magicians and sitcoms, but that was my <laughs> fault. Uh, I mean, honestly, when I think of magic in movies, I mean, real like Harry Potter or fake sleight of hand. I mean, my, my go to is always the prestige. Because yeah. like yeah. it's, I mean, I've already I did an entire podcast on it, so I don't need to talk to about it more. But it's just, it's so fascinating how it takes something as silly as magic, as magicians, and makes something so dark, twisted, and brilliant out of it, mm -hmm. and shows that whatever your craft in life, whatever your pursuit, you can become dangerously obsessed with it. 
That's a good, good movie. Yeah, a good it movie. And a good Very answer. Good movie. <laughs> oh, what do y'all come down on the uh, prestige illusionist? I've like, never seen the illusionist still, so I'm I'm team prestige. Well, <laughs> I will, I'll say I've watched prestige quite a few times over the years, and I haven't seen the illusionist since it was in theaters. So yeah. I think uh, <laughs> that should go. answer my question. Same Your here. question. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Mark, we're, we're we're on the same page. We're in sync. Yes. Bye bye bye. <laughs> I hear I hear a lot of people think the Lucius is still good too, but yeah, I mean it is a good it movie. was good. It's yeah. just no prestige. Prestige, I mean, one what, of only oh go ahead. What is what like what is the prestige? Like that's one of the best movies ever made. <laughs> I, I love that movie. I, I was I think I brought this up briefly somewhere, but two movies in my life I can remember immediately starting over again. Prestige is one of the two, that and Fight Club. That I was like, I got to play that again right this moment. <laughs> like, literally no time in between. I was like, play it again right now. Um, Prestige really, like, blew me away. I was like, how, what? I was like, how did they pull that off? Um, yeah, man, good... Christopher Nolan, that's, you, now you got me thinking. Because, like, that was how I felt, you know, watching Memento in the theater for the oh, first time. Yeah. I saw that in the theater, like, six times because I was just, like, obsessed with it. I was like, man, this is so good. Like, that's a magic trick. He pulled off right there, you know, <laughs> making that move. Um, but, uh, yeah. Sorry. Hey, no, I mean, that's big. We, I mean, Chris, <laughs> I mean, I think Christopher Nolan can at times be viewed as kind of a magician that ties into the idea of yeah. magic. Uh, I can, I can voice my thoughts on now. Now you see me. I think it kind of sucks. <laughs> I was really excited when I watched it because I don't know, like a handful oh. of people have been like, this is actually a pretty good movie. And I watched it and I'm like, okay. <laughs> you see, now you see me too. You're like, oh, I want to watch it. Cause I feel like that's the one that's going to make it so dumb that I like it even more. Probably. I, they, I won't say too much. Cause me and Lexi are supposed to do an episode on now you did, see me. And now you see me too. Pretty soon. Did actually. you talk, did you talk about it? Were you the one talking about them? Like, or no, I might have heard this on another podcast. There's a scene at the beginning where they're like tossing yes. cards to each other. Me and Lexi might have talked about that. They're throwing oh, this card around a room and it's insane. It doesn't make any sense. Like now you see uh, me so weird because it's like it wants to kind of like have its cake and eat it too, where it's like I feel like they want to be like, oh, you know, magic is tricks and illusions. But then I sw- I mean, I haven't rewatched them in a while. I could have sworn there was something that was kind of like, but magic's also kind of real. It's like, I, I can't remember. But <laughs> it's, it's like uh, it's like a secret society. Like there uh, is that. The Priory yeah. of Sia. Uh, now you see me too <laughs> from <laughs> Step Up to the Streets director oh. John M. Chu. Wow. All right. Question John M. Chu. <laughs> Down oh. into the streets. So, also, G.I. Yes. Joe Retaliation. So they do bring oh. him in for all the twos. Yeah, he's the sequel guy. He's the sequel guy. You want a two? Get Chew. <laughs> His name sounds familiar, but it, I feel like it can't be from that. Uh, what else he did? He did He did a couple of those music docs, like those Justin Bieber and Katy Perry docs. I thought uh, he was a music okay. video director at first. and like, Oh, yeah. Oh wait, he did uh, Crazy Rich Asians. and uh, That's okay. That fucking, was the real. Uh, oh, he did, oh, okay. In the Heights. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So I was uh, like, yeah, I knew there was something recent that was big. Okay, right. that makes sense. So I guess hey. the answer to that question. <laughs> Step up to the streets. G.I. Joe <laughs> Retaliation. Oh, man. Crazy he, Rich he, he came a long <laughs> way. He came a long way, in my opinion. Yeah, that's a I know those weird Step Up movies have their fans. That's crazy. Yeah. Now You See Me Too is only two years before Crazy Rich Asians. That is quite a jump. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Hmm. Huh. If that's the same studio, maybe it was like a favor. Hey, direct 
this sequel, and then yeah. <laughs> you could do this. It might have still made money. I don't know how much now you see I, now you see me, now you see me too. I think did pretty well box office wise. So uh you yeah, can tell 90 me. million budget, 334 million box wow. office. Oh my wow. god. How much of that went to the actors? <laughs> that's not a uh that's not a SAG or studio commentary. That's a genuine question because those movies cast were a lot of people in those. Yeah, I know. They're I don't know. Uh so oh. basically I think. Short answer is we're all fans of Magic Gun. Dang, I didn't. Well, Ed, film, Solomon. Uh, Ed Solomon yeah, wrote think... the Now You See Me movies. Wait, he did? That's right. Oh, man. What so, the heck? Where John M. Chu kind of went up in my estimation. <laughs> he kind of went down, didn't he? What the heck? <laughs> Wait, who wrote those movies? I didn't hear what you said. Ed Solomon. Bill and Ted. Oh, wow. <laughs> he wrote the Bill and Ted movies and Men in Black. and Wow. Yeah. And he wrote you know, No Sudden Move, the Soderbergh. Oh, yeah. oh shit, yeah. he did. Yeah, All right, you know what? All right, I take back. He's, <laughs> he's still cool. Ed Solomon has a very weird career. My God, it's all over the place. It's like... I love seeing these careers like that, where it's just like so random. You like never yeah. would have dreamed. I love... Okay. I just saw one of those recently, but I can't remember what it was. But um, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Are you serious? <laughs> oh, Dad saved the world story. Oh. Okay, whatever. <laughs> um all right well we all like magic that's all yeah. my favorite writer uh, of all time now yeah i feel like we really <laughs> only talked about magic in movies we didn't talk about how we feel about magic in general which i think was a part of the question but i don't know if i can answer that because i don't really know how i feel about it in general i haven't really had any real life experience with magic in a long time <laughs> well i said eight-year-old oh, that makes by me magic sad right, mark so. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, I I have experience with the magic of the movies, right? Yes, the Nicole Kidman <laughs> added the magic of the movie. Exactly. Um, I oh god, I usually go to like Alamo Draft House, but I kind of switched over to AMC recently for uh, financial reasons. Man, <laughs> like usually people are just kind of quiet during that, but we got a bunch of like hipsters going to uh. Oppenheimer last night who all were like. Yeah, and like cheering obnoxiously loud at that, and I'm like, "Wow, I think I I feel like I'm through with people making jokes about that." I'm like, "Okay, congratulations." Yeah, I must live it in was, like a an Elaine area. Like it's been twenty years, and it's I like, come on. I see these things on Twitter about people doing that at the whole human thing. I've never seen anybody react to it at all, like in any AMC screening. Like I've never seen anybody clap for it, laugh, yeah, or recite the lines. I thought it was like an LA thing. I thought people in LA were like doing the whole shtick I mean, where they were like standing up and saluting and <laughs> like doing the whole that thing. That would make sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Did she ask about magic in real life? Because I, she, I well, grew up kind of watching, like my mom was kind of, she was a big David Copperfield fan, so we used to watch all his specials and stuff like Oh yeah, yeah. TV growing up. <laughs> what are your guys' takes on magic? And then magic or magic on film. It was or magic on film. So I, I guess. I know he's an illusionist. Whatever, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, eight-year-old me doing freak. illusions what is on vacation yeah oh god mind free <laughs> Chris oh uh, david Tennant oh. from the fright night remake <laughs> oh yeah. yeah whatever his <laughs> name is david yeah david oh, wait, I guess his the... weird street magic <laughs> oh david blaine and well hold there's david chris blaine. angel david blaine who were there like david copperfield you mentioned right the masked magician, my favorite. Uh, oh, they yeah. <laughs> he revealed all the secrets. Mm-hmm. Um, the great Danton. Great Danton. <laughs> yes. 
It all comes back uh, to the prestige. It does. Uh, all right. Well, I feel like magic is fun. I'm trying to like think it. of other magic movies without like Googling movies about magic. I wanted to think of them off my own, you know, brain, but that's not ever going to happen. Because has anyone seen uh, Burt Wonderstone? <laughs> oh no. yeah, there you go. See, I not actually like that movie. I liked it, Matt. What? Oh, I'm I, I sorry. Thought it was funny. <laughs> the part me and my friend will still to this day i remember nothing about the movie except for this one part where like jim carrey like is doing magic for like, a kid's party and he like a kid's like holding like a kitten and the kid's like i'm gonna name it wonderstone and jim carrey like pops up from behind the kid like weird and he's like can i hold wonderstone <laughs> and it just we'll still come behind each other and be like can i hold wonderstone <laughs> like, okay i'll give you part i remember it's for probably movie. not a good movie quote unquote <laughs> right not. i laughed a lot because i don't know Sometimes stupid, like, stupid, so bad movies. <laughs> you know, I, I love the best. Come on, man. You know what? I felt the same way when I watched Yoga Hosers a month ago. So I get it. Yeah. We can't. Ex- sometimes things just work on us and we can't explain why. Random question. Who was the female lead in uh, Burt Wonderstone? Because I, I remember was Olivia Wilde. <laughs> was it? They had a pretty stacked cast. Like, I'm sure. Yeah. Talk about a movie where most of the money went to the cast. Um, I'm trying to remember. I remember like uh, freaking. I remember being like, yeah. "Oh, Carell and Carrie, so cool!" But then there was another person in there that got me excited, but I can't remember who it was. Might have been Olivia Wilde. Oh, oh, James Gandolfini's in there. I didn't know that. <laughs> Alan Arkin. Alan Arkin. Jay well, Moore. Would that have been? That would have been Gandolfini's. No, last who movie, was the then, guy who he? showed up? Someone showed up. I feel like. Wait, Jay Moore was in it. <laughs> apparently he was still around david copperfield playing himself <laughs> yeah steve buscemi oh maybe he's the other one i'm thinking of oh yeah he is like another one of the supporting yeah. cast there's a lot of people uh, in that movie yeah uh it's kind of yeah. funny because reading about it i'm like oh. I don't remember this as well as I thought, but you know, <laughs> I do remember laughing a lot. I mean, yeah. And I, with a comedy, I feel like I can say like, it's not a very good movie. And then it still doesn't mean that it, it's not funny. You know what I mean? I remember being yeah. like, it's not a very good movie, but um, some funny stuff happened. Like I'm still, I'm still randomly quote that one thing. So I got something out of it. So yeah. well, um, I feel like there's a scene later where like someone else comes in as like, just for like a, a split second, you know, like they just have like one, one off scene. And it's like a cameo of someone else who's famous, but I cannot. Was think. it David Copperfield playing here. himself? No, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't that? But I might be again mixing. Was it the Great Danton? <laughs> yes. Um, if, if, I, if he showed up, I would actually watch that movie. <laughs> well, I hate to keep moving along. We have a lot more questions. <laughs> no, I I am sorry oh, that yeah, we kept this going. Yeah, I like, hope we, we answered did. Lexi's question. We're like sitting uh, here googling stuff on. We the took computer, like. We took so many different routes answering that question. We got in a new metal and disturbed, and I got no swim, what swim fan came up. Um, okay, next question. Uh, James, is this your burner account? Because the at is that movie page. I'm like, so that movie guy, that movie page, uh, all things movies asked us. Uh, oh, most... <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Come on, that movie guy. Um, yeah, all things movies, all things movies, most memorable theatrical experiences can either be good or bad. I don't think people remember. Ken and I did an episode in the first I, ten episodes. Mark's, you know, I remember. One. We did in the first ten episodes. I think we did a 
theater memories episode and it was supposed to be good and bad it turned into nothing but bad memories of movies <laughs> like bad experiences like uh so i saw this question i was like i should probably think of a good movie theater experience um it's hard Copy to pick just one i mean uh anybody got one but uh, like, well, i mean well i, yeah. I kind of want to do two I, I was gonna say I, I could do a good one and a bad one. I got okay, or, yeah. I got a couple of good ones. I can't think of I can't think of bad ones immediately. If I think of one, I'll throw one out. But I mean, my go-to like great theater experience was the first time I saw Grindhouse because I went opening day, the very first show. I went to a uh, Catholic high school, and that movie came out Easter weekend. So we actually so Grindhouse came out on Good Friday, and we actually got Good Friday off. And my parents were like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, go see this movie i feel like if they knew more about it they want to be like i don't know if we want you seeing that on easter weekend mark but uh hey i got to see it uh 10 a.m show and it's just like i mean it i mean that movie kind of changed my life made me a full-blown horror fan but just the sheer act of watching it in a theater like 10 a.m show that packed uh one of the specific things i remember was like after the machete trailer uh the projector kind of broke for five minutes (laughs) <laughs> and we're just waiting for it to start again and one guy randomly shouts hey when's machete coming out <laughs> and that got a laugh out of all of us and that's yeah that's just like because like grindhouse i think it's because the movie is meant to be like a replication of a theatrical experience and i had never i had never really seen anything like that on a big screen so it was like now i live in austin i go to the draft house and they try to make everything feel like a <laughs> throwback movie experience so it doesn't feel as special but that really felt special yeah one of my biggest uh, regrets not seeing grindhouse in the theater i missed it uh because i was on vacation like the weekend it came out i got back probably the weekend after and i feel like it was down to like no showings after like the first two weekends because it was doing so badly booted it yeah (laughs) i got to go Uh, see it opening night midnight show yeah that was oh was man. it killed me too. we got a lot of midnight shows mm-hmm. down in corpus we did not get one for grindhouse i remember yeah. being very upset about that yeah that's pretty awesome uh another one i'll quickly throw because i think it's funny like um i i mean i i i don't want to like i mean it's not really a good thing but i was in the middle of the pandemic i was basically i was out working and what was already kind of an unsafe environment because they really weren't they didn't care about like employee safety that much after a mm-hmm. while they like people would go in with their masks pulled down and they would uh like sanitation all that stuff kind of went down after a while they gave up because like no one got at the end of the day no one got paid enough to care enough and like i couldn't i couldn't just quit because i couldn't qualify for the unemployment benefits everyone was getting so i was just kind of stuck there so I pretty much already felt that risk. So one day I saw that there's a theater like 10 minutes south of me that is actually open and they're showing a bunch of older move like random recent releases. And I'm just like, you know what? I haven't been to a movie in a few months. I just I just want to go have some fun. I want to go see a movie on the big screen. So I went to see Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Which was one of the movies this theater was like, uh, we got to keep ourselves open somehow. Let's show the Jurassic World movies. And I feel like you know, a lot of studios where I think, uh-huh. uh, you know, making exceptions for theaters showing their movies because they were showing a bunch of Disney movies. So they were probably getting them for oh. cheap. But I think yeah. every company was desperate for money. So any theaters that were open, they were like, 
hell yeah, let's show that. They were showing a bunch of like IFC movies. But I just remember my first time back to the theater after like three months uh, in the middle of the pandemic was just so, it was just so therapeutic. I ended, I had, turns out I needed that more than I thought. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, I mean, Jurassic, like a movie I really enjoy, but it has never worked better for me than that one afternoon. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. <clears throat> um, at least it wasn't Dominion. Um, <laughs> sorry, all right. I know. I just, <laughs> all right, all right. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'll send you my copy. No. <laughs> uh, it's funny though you say Jurassic Park because that's one of my favorite. Is and also tied. You just made like I was like that's a good one for me too because uh, my wife rented out a theater for my birthday, the uh, first year you know pandemic whenever they started you could rent out theaters and whatnot. Uh-huh. and it was for Jurassic Park and like our family went so it was just us in the theater watching Jurassic Park no one else it was amazing for my birthday like that was that was a great you know experience in and of itself that kind sounds of like, incredible you know, like a like a heartwarming experience um, <laughs> but uh and and the other one that just happened recently I was seeing ET with the live symphony score playing over the movie like that was just a month or two ago that i went to that and like you know that was the most emotional experience i've ever had in a theater and it just happened right now i'm like 40 years old you know i was like seeing et and like having that score really playing over the movie like right there i was we were at the the dallas symphony was doing it and uh man it was it was awesome like you can't really yeah that that sounds incredible yeah i've never gone to any of those like uh live orchestral accompaniments but i've always yeah. wanted to uh, I, i'm not like yeah they don't really get my attention that much but this you know it was et i'm like okay well that's like you know for certain movies like that where you're like the score is so much a part of the movie you know so many of john williams movies are you know in Spielberg, right like would work in that environment for that kind of thing. I don't think, you know, for everything, it would necessarily be that great for that. It's just like that score is already so, you know, tied to the emotional mm-hmm. aspects of that movie in and of itself. So then having that be like the live thing you're hearing, like the presentation of the movie wasn't great. Right. Cause it was like, you know, up on the screen <laughs> behind the symphony, like, right, you know, right. whatever it was like a Blu-ray or whatever, but having them play over it was awesome you know like the sound of the movie was horrible but like, <laughs> you're like i've seen it i know that's what, yeah, right. i feel like if you're if you're going if you're going to watch something like that that's the theatrical equivalent of sco- of choosing the score only track on a blu-ray so yeah right. you know what you're yeah. getting into yeah yeah uh oh, and that actually remind. i mean just something quick when i went to see like the i the like first i the 3d re-release of jurassic park they showed it at the Limax Theater here at the AMC. And <laughs> I called it Limax. I love that. They, yeah, it's like one of those retrofitted IMAX theaters. So it's not really IMAX. It's just a really big screen. But like the sound is IMAX. So going to see Jurassic Park on the big screen for the first time and hearing that music on those IMAX speakers, I almost cried. It was uh, that's another one that I would put up there. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, I really wish my local um, like well, Air and Space Museum that used to occasionally play uh like I say real movies hollywood movies on their gigantic IMAX screen they usually play like nature films and things about space and science and I saw dark knight on that thing and it's like 
it's oh, like God. the biggest screen I've ever seen in my life. And they've never done anything, as far as I can tell, they haven't done anything since with a real movie. Um, but yeah, it makes other IMAXs look terrible. It's like the AMC, the IMAX. Uh, I'm like, is this even like that much bigger than a normal screen or that, you know? Um, so yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> and Matt, we have one of those here too in Missouri, at the Fort Worth Science oh, Museum. Wow. We have a dome that they used to show movies on their IMAX screen as well, you know, where it's all curved and it's huge. And it's oh, like, yes, that's a giant. Yes. And it's like, that's the way you want like, it to experience However that. many stories tall. It's like, insane. yeah. And it's like, like, you're just, you're in it. Like, cause you know, they're like way, like you're laying back almost <laughs> in them. You know, it's not, it's not anything like seeing a, an IMAX screening at a regular yeah. theater. I keep looking. I actually looked. I was like, maybe they're doing Oppenheimer at the Air and Space Museum. Nope. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> oh, not um, to rub it in Mark's face, but I actually got to see Jurassic Park on that. Oh my God. That, <laughs> that oh my God. Thing. <laughs> would be insane well the it. funny thing is we we do have a legit imax theater here in austin the bob bullock the texas history museum but oh they they only show like uh i don't know some of the big new releases they don't really show yeah. any of the like re-releases of older movies unless it's like jaws or something and i'm like if i had seen jurassic park on that that would have been amazing but yeah it's um imax <laughs> cool <laughs> i'm really I mean, happy no, it's for cool. you I, I, uh, it's weird though thinking about like I, both mine were spielberg like i got a problem guys you know like, <laughs> i've got a spielberg problem here i i'm just like every time it's like well, how many times have i seen Jurassic park both my things were spielberg i mean it, look, look you got a brand like it what works for you, you works problem. for you like <laughs> yeah i like what i like i guess yeah Listen, speaking of brands, I'm going to just piggyback a couple years and just last action hero when I was six on my birthday yes. in the empty theater, except for except for me, mm-hmm. my dad, my little sister uh, and one random guy. I'll never forget who was like across the aisle who looked like he was asleep. And now that I'm older, think maybe he was drinking and had passed out because I feel like I remember a bottle and he was I mean, he was out like arm over, like slumped uh, and just us watching last and hero. Great experience uh, when they the did. Mo- I just want to say the movie that you have tied to your greatest experience was killed by the movie tied to James' greatest yeah, movie like, going experience. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Uh, it's fine. Call, Last Year Hero has its has its due these days. It, it's fine. It's so, um, what else? Okay. Uh, one I just had last year. Me and Ken went to our local rep theater and saw Nosferatu with a live. They, oh, like musical, yeah. the invincible czars is what they're called and they do for a silent movie it's great to have live music accompaniment it's like um that's the perfect uh opportunity for that and it was again it was just like a blu-ray they just played like the kino blu-ray of nosferatu <laughs> because they had the logo <laughs> up or the blu-ray logo popped up and i said oh we're watching a blu-ray um but it's fine because it was all about the like the score and it was a bunch of fun and it was like sold out i could not believe that nosferatu sold out this theater um i mean it was nice i just thought it was like maybe a little too old for because <laughs> the things that still out there are like 80s and 90s then they do rep screenings not movies from you know that long ago <laughs> so um you know sometimes you'll be surprised the by the days. uh by the yep. fandoms that live in your town i am mm-hmm. uh okay i'll think of a couple really you quick know, oh go. <laughs> oh i was just gonna say we all this talk about just like projecting a blu-ray on a big screen or like streaming yeah it's kind of annoying but you know what if i'm seeing a movie on a screen that i once uh got to see a i once saw a blu-ray of bram stoker's dracula projected onto a big screen and like Mm. obviously it's not as good as like a 4k uh 
it's, it's like a 4k uh print or like or like oh my god uh my brain is like, like 35 a millimeter print, print or like of, a yeah, like, restruck print or like a new hd transfer but like seeing a movie on a screen that big regardless of what it's projected it's still gonna be awesome i think yeah, yeah that sound kinda, system uh, should be better yeah yeah it reminds like, me of they were just talking about this sorry matt we'll let you get to it in a minute <laughs> uh lexi and her guest on their last episode you know where they were talking about like people get so hung up on like oh i watch it in 35 millimeter blah blah blah. you know like you get too like snobby about that kind of stuff and it's like mm-hmm. mark's right like uh, sure it might suck if you see the blu-ray menu or whatever like you maybe maybe try not to do that you know but if you're still seeing it on the big screen you want to see the movie you're there to see the movie like all that other stuff is great if you can do it but that's not like the point point really in the end right like you're there to see the movie in the best way you can and sometimes yeah. yes it's 35 yeah. millimeter but sometimes it's on a 4k blu-ray they got to predict on there you know just yeah yeah enjoy as long as you don't like screw up the ax- aspect ratio you're good <laughs> right yeah that's that's it i mean i okay i mean <laughs> I shouldn't even say this, but maybe, uh, maybe uh, uh, I don't want to knock anybody, but okay, I love the Pure Cinema podcast, but sometimes when they do their new Beverly Calendar episodes, certain people on the episode harp way too much on, if you haven't seen this here, you've never seen the movie. And I feel that's a very LA elitist attitude. And maybe they don't mean it that seriously, but whenever they say it, it kind of irks me. I'm like, okay, man, we, we all can't make it to LA to watch it on film. So it's like, right. I understand what you're saying, but they kind of act like that's the only way to see a movie. And it's like, mm-hmm. I'm sure it'd be great. But, uh, you know, it's a little, I've I'm had, with you. It's like, I've yeah. had plenty of great experiences watching these movies that they've talked about in theaters down in Corpus Christi, where they don't really have any, I don't know, high quality theatrical presentations. And I had a great time. Right. Yeah. That's what I was, I mean, hey, I watched Underworld <laughs> in a theater that, you know, the print was so dark. I couldn't even, I, I don't even know if I watched the movie, honestly, but like, you know, it was a great experience because I was having fun. You know, like there were some werewolves every once in a while, I think. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Just all couldn't tell you, nothing. but there was no light. Uh, the very dark movie, anyway. No, it's like when I saw the Underwater. Was so dim. When it's I saw crazy. underwater in a theater and I thought, did I see anything? And then I saw it at home like months later and I was like, oh, this is really good because I could see things now. Yeah. But Ooh. um uh, no, this I... actually reminds me of some other great experiences. So <laughs> I've got no d- just quick, it's like kind of a it's a blanket category. I'm not talking about, <laughs> but like whenever I get to see like a streaming exclusive movie in theaters, like anytime mm. I see a random Netflix movie that's shown and not something like uh glass onion or the Irishman where they're kind of making a big theatrical push, something that Netflix just sneaks into theaters because they don't want you to actually watch it in theaters. They want you to watch it at home. Uh, There's something (laughs) about that where I feel like I'm getting away with something and I have a blast. (laughs) Like I got to see the gray man in theaters last year and oh, wow. even though the projection <laughs> was so dim as it was when I went to see Army of the Dead at a Cinemark, I still had a great time. And I feel like every movie I have seen that has been made for like a streaming service in theaters. The other one I'm thinking of is uh, Orphan First Kill, which was made for Paramount Plus. They have all been projected so dimly that I feel like it in some ways ruined the experience but in some ways because i felt like i don't know i was getting away with something by seeing something in theaters that the studios really didn't want me to see in theaters i had a great time with them 
Yeah, so the studios not don't want you to see it, Mark. That's the they're yeah, trying to get not necessarily. I mean, that's what that's what Netflix does. They literally like sneak things into theaters and then try to get them out quickly because they have like execs at Netflix have literally said we would rather you watch them on Netflix than at the theater. Insane. Think how much it, money they would have actually made if they left Glass Onion in theaters for more than five yeah. days or whatever it was. They <laughs> oh, made a lot God. of money and. Mm-hmm. They're so it's this that's that was to me like the streaming service model, it's stupidity in a nutshell. I was like just watching them leave real money on the table because mm-hmm. people it was the holidays too. People would have watched it in the theater and then come home and been like to their parents or whatever and been like, Oh, we should watch Glass Onion on Netflix. I saw it in theaters, it's fun. Like they they would have gained they would have made money and then still let people watch it. And it's like at that time, I don't know if they had an ad tier. I don't remember when they brought the ad tier in, but it's like you're not really gaining. It's just so stupid. I don't know. It's like how many people actually signed up and gave you $10 to watch Glass Onion that weren't already Netflix subscribers. That's all like, I ever That think. movie did great in its limited theatrical run. For, like It was out one weekend, and I think it did very well for the limited amount of theaters yeah, yeah. it was in. <sighs> oh, never understand. You'll never understand. <laughs> Oh, this is why I'm glad the actors and writers are on strike because studios do stupid shit. <laughs> so, Although, Mark, oh, yeah. I, I do question. I think some people might say, you know, you mentioned that they were dark when you saw them. Some people might say they were just dark. Yeah, yeah. They, not your some projection. might say <laughs> yeah. they were gray. <laughs> yeah. I don't subscribe to that theory, but I don't either. But some people, some oh. people had issues with the way that movie looked. All right. I liked Gray Man. All I thought right. it was pretty fun. I yeah, it was I thought it was really good. I wish it had my a man. my man. I do too. Yeah. I would buy it and I would watch it like once every three years. <laughs> yeah, have a good time with it, man. But it'd be on your shelf and they couldn't take it away from you. Um Darkness not. be damned. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Other quick let me think. One yeah. haven't Give us about. another one, Matt. Come on. All right. Uh, up all your... Oh, when they oh, re- re-released all the Star Wars movies in '97 for the oh. 20th anniversary, woo, man, yeah. I was in a deep Star Wars fan. Like I feel like I discovered Star Wars probably like a year or two before that, and I was so excited. We went to every single one because I think it was like January, February, March. One, you know, one after another each month. Yeah, and they were they, pretty chunked together like that. Yeah, right? they were always packed. We always got in though, and it was a great time. Um. That was my first time seeing Empire Strikes Back, actually. Ooh, wow, I had seen my parents had <laughs> wow. this thing where they like they they always told me about the original, but they never told me about the sequels because my dad was always like my dad kind of hates sequels to him. He's like, oh, the original's great. Uh, sequels usually aren't that good. So he just kind of never told so me about was... Star Wars sequels. And then one day I walk in and I see some Star Wars shit on TV. I'm like, what is this? I haven't seen this. Like, uh, this is what Return of the Jedi. I'm like. This Return of the Jedi? You didn't tell me about that. So I watched Return of the Jedi. And then I found out... Uh, what, what's this shit? There's another one? That I was supposed to watch before Return of the Jedi? How many more are you there? You guys are doing terrible. Uh, it was like uh, Star Wars movies. I think it's a Christmas special? In... What are you talking about? <laughs> Alright, let's take it. There's an Ewok uh, adventure. Ironically, <laughs> I saw Empire, uh, A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back in theaters. Did not see Return of the Jedi, and I was kind of annoyed oh. by that too. Yeah, that would that would irk me. I'd be like, I, I gotta finish the trilogy. Um, I don't know. As much as we go superhero movies, good. I've had a bunch of good times at Marvel movies and, and DC too. Uh, Ooh, Dark Knight a, at midnight. I went Ooh. to a oh hell yeah, that's <laughs> that's all time. I went to a like six forty five or seven a.m. Oh show <laughs> of Endgame. 
I love early morning movies. I because they're so rare. I feel like when a theater actually shows a movie at a ridiculously early time, again, I kind of feel like I'm getting away with something. Love waking <laughs> up to a great movie. So I saw Endgame at 7 a.m. and it was just it was the best experience. I started my day with the ridiculously big Hulk burger. Uh, yeah, hey, that, was, so, that was a good time. That reminds me, you were talking about going to like a 10 p.m. showing of Oppenheimer. Well, there's a 2.35 a.m. showing of Oppenheimer in 70 millimeter here in Dallas. Oh. And I'm like, that is, that's late. <laughs> You're going to go Ooh, start. Oppenheimer at 2.35 a.m. People that have worked the the night shift? The theater employees... (laughs) That's a 24-hour... Yeah, they're The poor theater employees have to hang out there while the the film plays and make sure nothing goes wrong. And because they probably haven't projected film in a while, they probably don't know what they're doing. (laughs) I did see they're having some problems at 70 million screen. This theater is actually pretty good. I can vouch for it because I actually saw Dunkirk and Interstellar here. Oh. on 70 millimeter oh I'm nice at. i'm gonna go see it here but it's like sold it's like for some reason oh, yeah. this one is like way harder like we got well, like well here's the thing like all these 70 millimeter awesome. screenings around texas are sold out because i wanted to go to the one down in san antonio and mm-hmm. like all of those screenings are already sold out yeah it's wild and it's, jesus christ i, mean, I guess cool. ev- everyone it's, actually cool. is trekking to see it in 70 millimeters yeah. so i guess good for them right yeah it's a bummer for me, but great for the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. I Infinity remember, War and Endgame sorry, were yeah. great. Uh, I, I don't have anything else. Uh, we could. We have so many. We have so many more questions that I'm like, these are going to take 45 minutes each to answer. All right, <laughs> we can try and hurry up on them. We can try and get not get lost on the tangent weeds. Uh, yeah. One more tangent, Mark. You made me think about working at the theater. So uh-huh. when did you work at the theater? Uh, I mean, scattered times from like, I worked at one in 2014, then another in 2015, and then from 2017 to 2019. Okay, so how, uh, we won't go about, anyway, I worked at the theater from like 2000 to 2005. That was my run, long time Uh ago. But my worst like experience was when Matrix Reloaded came out, because the credits for that movie were like over 10 minutes long or something. And so we had multiple midnight shows of that and you were just talking about you know these oh people working out i remember us just standing up there waiting in the projection booth and you know that was film film you know too back in the day so it was like we we're just watching it <laughs> waiting every night <laughs> oh man oh god that it was a nightmare ter- oh. but yeah that sounds terrible i didn't it work was. at theaters during the age of film so maybe i but as much as i i like worship the romanticism engage in that with film i'm kind of like i'm glad i didn't have to deal with that yeah it was i mean yeah it was, it was cool but it was uh, it was a lot of work you know building those movies every night you know this is um, that, that reminds me of like, something i uh i saw spring breakers at the dollar theater down in corpus and like after every theater in corpus had pretty much switched to uh digital for some reason I don't know if it was every like dollar, like every auditorium at the dollar theater down there, if it was just this one, but this one theater was still playing 35 millimeter. And I'm like, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, that's nice. I remember one time, I think I've told, maybe told Matt, but I, uh, I accidentally, you know, this can happen, right? Uh, the, <laughs> the, the movies are like marked with what reels they are, right? Well, uh, you remember the movie Secretary with James Spader and, 
yeah. Well, anyway, this was incorrectly marked, so I built it out of order. Oh no! But only like two <laughs> reels were swapped. But no one ever said anything until one random guy. Like we played it for like two weeks, and like this one random guy finally came up and was like, "Hey, I think that movie's out of order." I, you know, blah blah blah. And we're like, "Well, you know, we've been playing it. You know, like, I don't, I don't <laughs> know. Like no one said anything. And you know, we, we're supposed to screen these things too, but you can't always screen them all. Like." Because you just don't have enough people or whatever. You don't have time. Anyway, and so we were like, no, this guy's, he's just, I, we were like, you know, I remember people were like trying to make up, oh, it's just told, you know, non linearly blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know? Tarantino did, don't worry. He's like, oh, yeah, he's like, no, no, I saw it somewhere else. Y'all, it's not in the you right order, blah, blah, blah. And we were like, oh. okay, well, anyway, we gave him his money back. And I remember, yeah, we watched it and it was like, that reel was in the wrong spot. <laughs> Here's my question. Did you uh, fix it? Or yeah, we you- fixed it okay we did did fix it yeah because and then you just you unbuild it and then rebuild it and that was obviously another pain but you should have left it out of order for the rest of its run (laughs) since it already had this like legendary run out of order people were like i saw it out of order at the theater out of order man (laughs) that's the way to see it that's the real cut um (laughs) he was spanking her butt 20 minutes into the movie that was weird hey you know what i got a question for you guys uh Uh how cool is it that Fiona Duraf is in Tenet. Wait, she is? Yeah. Is joke? Super oh, cool. she, she <laughs> is in it's it. the coolest. Uh, she's, uh, you know, there's that uh, there's that woman that's always working alongside Aaron Taylor Johnson. Oh. Aaron Taylor oh. Johnson's in it? Ha <laughs> ha! Boom. Yeah, I didn't recognize him the first time. I was I like, mean, that's I mean, just me she's... saying I don't remember anything about Tenet. Oh. <laughs> She is always decked out in military gear. It's oh, like does she always give wearing a helmet? John yeah, David Washington, the like one... the oxygen or something to go yeah, out. She's the like... one that's kind of like walking him through the rules of yes. inversion okay. there. I did not even put that. I had not recognized her. Wow. I mean, I would. The only reason I knew it was her was because I'd like watched her. I saw her name in the credits. I'm like, that is the only other character that could be because there are like three. I really got to really watch this movie, man. It's a <laughs> her name is Wheeler. Yes. Yeah. Worth rewatching. Um, Leader of the Tenant Blue team. Oh, I love I Wheeler in her man. one scene. Listen, it's it's a lot to explain. I'm not even gonna try. Just watch. I'm sorry for derailing the. It's a whole other episode. Is Tenant? Uh, I was watching Tenant. I was like, I could never do an episode on this because I would. I would be sound like such an idiot. I would. I would, I don't know what's going on. I couldn't I mean, describe it. I. Oh, it's uh, look, Matt. If you can do an episode on Oppenheimer, you can do an episode on Tenant. Because Oppenheimer seems like it's well. Oppenheimer I mean, actually, Oppenheimer, you actually have like big themes to discuss. This, you really just, I mean, you can delve into the themes of Tenet, but really, you're just talking about how crazy it is. Like that, I mean, Christopher Nolan made an entire a big spy movie he didn't even want us to understand. Right. <laughs> yeah, I've mentioned it before. Yeah. I'm done with uh, themes and like analyzing movies. I'm a surface level guy now. I don't want to talk about what I'm seeing. Yeah. Then you can enjoy Tenon on just the surface level. Exactly. Yeah, I'm just going to um, watch it for... I'm a style now. You know, I don't, I <laughs> my brain can't handle it anymore. I just can't think about it. I thought it, it was interesting. I'm talking about Tenet now. But uh, in, I'm watching Tenet today, and they're talking about, like, Oppenheimer comes up in that movie. Like, his yes. name is mentioned. And then they talk... He has it's been like, a... Uh, oh, sorry. It's just like, he has been... Like, Nolan has clearly been influenced by him for a while. Because there are themes relating to... Oppenheimer in this and in Dark Knight Rises with the whole like oh, yeah. the whole fusion core that Bruce Wayne has just buried. Yeah. Like yeah. it's a uh like he's clearly been like in like obsessed with him for a while. I'm happy he got to actually make a movie about him. 
Yeah, he seems yeah. obsessed with that kind of stuff. even prestige, you know, like Tesla. Like he's just he's into that yeah. stuff. He's a nerd. <laughs> stuff. I would uh, scientific you weird it, stuff. Science like, nerd. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> he's a nerd for intelligence. Yeah. He, yeah. I want to be is. a nerd for intelligence, not a nerd for the nerdy shit I'm a nerd about. <laughs> well, this is our cross to bear. All right. Okay. I'm gonna go on to Next question. question. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to like a I think a simple one. It could cause hey, a big sorry, discussion. Matt, can I take a 10 second break to go grab a Dr. Pepper? I mean, yeah. I mean one, two. Oh, I can't read the question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just... I do need oh, a water, man. Oh. <laughs> it's good time. Hey, uh, that, you know, y'all talking about the Dark Knight Midnight show, though, that was, uh, what that feels like that was like, was that like the golden era of Midnight shows? Kind Oh, of? I think like, it was because I was going to like, 2000s. that was the time and I didn't really have anything going on. Like I didn't have a job uh, or I had like a part-time job that didn't require much of me. And I, you know, I was like kind of going to school, but yeah, I would, my schedule was very loose. I could really go these midnight shows. So I was going from like 07, 08 to like 2010, 2011. I was going to like all the midnight shows. I feel like yeah. maybe mm. Avengers was one of the last, no, no. When did Iron Man 2 come out? Cause I saw that one at midnight. That was 2010. Yeah. I was gonna say oh, that was okay. No, I thought it was that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so probably man. Avengers probably like, and then they started doing the, earlier showings and i feel like at first i was all relieved i'm like oh thank god they're showing at seven or eight but now i kind of miss the midnight yeah there was a different energy i mean look i miss the the, i like the idea of the midnight i would not be able to uh (laughs) yeah i couldn't do it i wouldn't be able to stay up but you want to talk about like going to every midnight show like in the summer of like 08 and 09 my friends and i went to every single like opening night show like we went mm-hmm. to see fucking Public Enemies at midnight. That's a terrible midnight. <laughs> That's movie. what I'm talking about. Like every yeah. movie had a midnight show. It didn't even matter. It was just like, oh, you're getting a midnight show. <laughs> that was like, like at a GameStop. They always did midnight releases for like every game. Like yeah. it was just the thing to do a midnight release for something, no matter what it was. Like I, I saw the friggin' about, Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street remake at midnight. All right, well that <laughs> one that one makes sense. Oh, like I think sense. it clouded my judgment of that movie for a long time because I walked out going not too bad. I walked around for years going. People were too hard on that. Every watch, I, I said, "Oh no, this is bad." I, I went <laughs> to see uh, funny people at midnight. Oh, that's a long movie too. Yeah, that is. Uh, it's not. It's not as long as uh, Public Enemies. Actually, it might be. They <laughs> think they both funny felt people, the same length. Okay, well, for me, I, I I love funny people, but it it does start to feel a little long once they like go to you know her house and whatnot, and that whole with Eric Bana shows up and all like that whole chunk. It's just. Starts dragging a, for me a bit. A good I do movie, love it, but like it's not a good movie to watch at midnight. That would probably yeah, affect yeah, your yeah. Uh, judgment. I remember it showed like the, uh, just down the hall there playing a midnight show of the collector, and in hindsight, I should have gone to see that instead. Oh shoot! Ninety minutes. I, one last yeah. thing I forgot to mention about the movie memory sake. Uh, the last time people, I can remember people like legitimately losing their minds. I was in a sold out, like every seat filled showing of Captain America, the. Fuck the first, what's it called? First Avenger. <laughs> first Avenger. Thank you. It was like the first, the first Captain America, and nobody knew. I mean, I I didn't remember it was like leaked or anything. So we're waiting for the after credit scene, and it's like basically an Avengers sizzle reel trailer. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. freaked out <laughs> like you would have thought like Tom Cruise just walked into the, the theater, you know, or some huge star had walked in because me and my friend legitimately turned to each other, we like almost grabbed each other, <laughs> like we were seeing the Beatles. We were like. Ah! like we were like all freaking out people like it was like people were throwing things in excitement it was just chaos like it was insanity um one of the most pure 
moments of excitement I've ever experienced in the theater because nobody knew it was coming. We're like, okay, we're gonna get a little teaser with like Sam Jackson's gonna show up and talk to him, and then but then they showed the trailer <laughs> for Avengers. We were like, what? Like, it was insanity. Like it was a, great. A different era, man. That's so yeah. long ago. Yeah. Remember yeah. when you like those? You could actually get excited for post credit scenes, and now it's just like Harry Styles showing up or uh, Charlize Theron <laughs> just popping up to be like, "Hey, want to go do something? Yeah. <laughs> You want to go get dinner? Um, Funny thing, I sat through the whole credits of Dead Reckoning, not to watch for a stinger, but I wanted to see like the music credits because I'm a weirdo. And, you know, the DJ scene, I was looking for who did the songs in that anyway, the club scene. So I stayed through all the credits, too. So that added to the length of time I was in the theater, right? (laughs) But uh, there was a couple next to me who were also in there for like most of the credits and it was kind of weird because i didn't know if they were staying for something you know like i feel like not that many people really stay for credits unfortunately but it was just weird because like i was sitting there all by myself and i'm in like the front row before the you know how they like split up a lot of times where they'll be like the the front row and then there's like the two front rows or like yeah yeah so i'm in like the front row the middle you know (laughs) chunk of the theater and then they were the only two other people in that row and they were there for like half of it so it got a little weird feeling but (laughs) And they finally they looked over it. you and you were like, hey, yeah. we're feeling your vibe. No, Let me watch these credits in peace. There ain't no stinger. Get out of here. Come on. I'm just trying to see who go. wrote these damn the techno credits. songs. Come on. Actually, for the record, I stay, normally I do stay to see if there's like a post-credit scene, but for uh, Dial of Destiny and Dead Reckoning, I just stayed because I was vibing on the movie and vibing on the theme song playing over the credits, and I was just exhilarated. Nice. Uh, movies. Sometimes they want us to love them. <laughs> all right i'm gonna keep going through questions <laughs> I, okay, i'm sorry, looking Matt. at the list i don't think you guys realize some of the questions let's go man have. let's do it all right we're, we're, we're not we're not should be here. this should be an easy i keep saying let's go and then i interrupt him our buddy about. anthony king everyone loves anthony anthony asked fuck mary kill oppenheimer edition killian murphy matt damon robert downey jr oh <laughs> oh interesting I, I actually thought this was pretty easy <laughs> uh, for me, I, I was like, uh, I was like, why do oh. I have that answer so ready? Uh, all right, well, why don't you go with yours then? Okay, well, I think I hope James might be distracted. Okay, they expect. Uh, okay, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna kill Robert Denny Jr. I'm sorry, I find he, could probably, he might get a bit annoying. I don't know, he's a real actor, actor. Uh, he's like, <laughs> I, 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 nothing, I had to, it was like one of those things you got to pick, gonna marry Matt Damon. Very nice guy. Seems like he'd be great, uh, a great uh, partner to hang out with. Uh, Killian Murphy. He's got some energy to him. He's gonna be the. <laughs> he's the. He's the other one. Anyway. <laughs> it depends on the, the other movie, one. Whether yeah, I'm awkward about energy. it. Uh, no. <laughs> right. What, what's the other one, Matt? Say it. You have it's, to say it's it. It's kiss. Uh, no. <laughs> we just uh, hold hands, James. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, honestly, I would probably. Uh... Fuck Robert Downey Jr. I feel like he's got he's got that energy to him. <laughs> uh, Mar- Mary Matt Damon. He's he's he seems very the most down to earth of the right, bunch. Right, and then I mean, uh, I mean, I still like him, but I probably have to kill Killian. Kill kill. Yeah. Wow. All right, kill, we're kill. flipped on those, but we both want to marry Matt Damon. So there we go. <laughs> How could you possibly know that? I'm sorry. That's that's me quoting a random quote from the Oppenheimer trail. I guess just from Oppenheimer. No, oh, okay. All right. Did you possibly know that? James. 
I mean, I don't know. This is always like the strangest game in the world because uh, it just is. Um, yeah, I was awkward about it too, so it's fine. <laughs> well, I mean, I just never know how to think about it because there's. I feel like they're all great answers. Um, <laughs> how do I pick between these three wonderful yeah. men? I think I'm going to go opposite of y'all, though, and do F Matt Damon. Oh, okay. Ooh. Nice and slow. <laughs> He seems like a gentleman. <laughs> anyway, uh, sorry. Um, ah, see, this is horrible. This is horrible. Matt, why are we doing this? Anthony, Anthony asked the you? question. I don't I, I'm, I'm mad at Anthony. Oh. Um, anyway. Yeah, uh, I mean, you, you, can't, you can opt out of answering. <laughs> opt out. No, this is, we're not allowed to. It's a Nobody opts place. out. Nobody gets uh, out, okay? Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, who do I got left? Robert Downey Jr. and, and Killian Murphy. Murphy. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to kill Robert Downey Jr., and what's I guess I'm gonna you know, marry Killian Murphy. Murphy. Yeah. I love Killian Murphy. <laughs> I want to live a happy life with him. Killian Murphy okay. gonna kill Robert Downey Jr. by exile. <laughs> oh, all right, well, that was fun uh, and quick. So, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> all right, uh, friend of mine, a big I'm supporter of the show, with Matt Damon. <laughs> you really are. You're really putting the emphasis on it. You're like, it's going to be real slow, Matt Damon. It's going to be quick. Um, uh, Lord, Lord Fire Dad. From every yeah. Episode, no, no. yeah. You're big. Like, Matt, having the podcast. I lost the file. Uh, <laughs> delete, delete. Um, uh, no, Lord Fire Death. Guy's been a supporter of the show for a long time. Actually, from my area originally. That's how we were talking about it. Oh, you lived around the same area I did. Um, he, this is actually a good question because at first I was like, huh? But then I thought about it. Favorite film that features a member of the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Oh, I got. If you I look mean, at Flea and Anthony Kiedis's film, especially Flea's filmography, is amazing. It's like, like uh, can I guess? I'm not even looking. That, I know mine right off. Can top I of my guess head. that we all have the same answer? We here? might all have the same answer. Yeah. Uh, well, that no. I mean, yeah, that's just like your opinion, man. Uh, James is going against the grain now. Oh, we don't have so, the same answer. We either, don't have the same answer. I don't think so. Oh, holy shit! Or I mean, I honestly, I'm not. I mean, I honestly don't know that much about the Chili Peppers. I just know a couple of movies flees in, and he happens to be in my favorite comedy, which is The Big Lebowski. So, of course, I'm going with that. That makes sense. That was definitely one that I saw, and I was like, "That's a good choice." But I got to go. It's it's funny because Flea has the better overall filmography, but Anthony Kiedis was in Point Break. So I got to go point break. Oh, interesting. <laughs> James, I don't know if you're going to do the same thing or if you do nope. something else. Okay. I got something else, man. Thrashing. Oh, yeah. They're both what? in Thrashing. They, oh they, they play. The band is playing at a club they go to in Thrashing. Oh, okay. Okay. I just saw both their names in that. Uh, yeah. Like, that... Red Hot Chili Peppers are the band that's playing in a club in one of the scenes <laughs> in the movie. Okay. I have not seen. It. I just saw they both were in Thrashing. It's oh, yeah. awesome. All right. Uh, well, confession time. I don't actually know any of the other members of the band by name outside of Flea. Uh, <laughs> well, they changed the guitarist a bunch. Anthony it Kiedis. was John Frusciante, and then it was like Dave Navarro, and then it was John Frusciante again. And then, mm-hmm. and then there's the drummer, Chad Smith, who looks like Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? Um, yeah. Jack Irons used to play for him a long time ago, who also oh, played for Pearl Jam for a little while. They just gave these people away, didn't they? <laughs> just gave them away, gave them away, gave them away now. Oh, that was good, Mark. Was Thrashing. Yeah. Go it's watch so Thrashing, funny. y'all, man. That's great. I, I really almost went with Flea Big Lebowski, but then I'm like, ah, point break. I like it. A, I feel like I've watched it more than Big Lebowski. It's a very, it's a real toss up, though. They're both great. Okay. Great question. Right. We're, do, we're doing great here. Okay. It is. <laughs> um, 
okay, our buddy Preston Mitchell, who was almost on this show, but he was busy. I invited him. I was like, because I thought we we're gonna have all the Texas guys. I was gonna have Hayden, yeah, Mark, amazing. James. I was like, Preston, you gotta get on here. And uh, but you know, fortunately, have he was the busy. Ev- the Tex Avengers. What the hell, Preston? I, <laughs> the Tex Avengers. <laughs> That's what I could have called the episode. Damn it. <laughs> uh, um. Okay. This is this is a tough one. I saw this one and still don't know what I'm gonna say. If you could take a prop from any movie, what prop would it be, and how would you use it in everyday life? Oh my god! What the I'm heck? assuming the prop would do the function it does in a movie, and not just be like, "Hey, you can prop. do whatever you want with this question, man." That's true. This is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Free. Oh man, that is that is a good one. Hmm. There's um, a lot of good movie props. Uh, I always look over here like I'm gonna find a movie <laughs> the movies out of this on your shelf. Will tell you movies. It's gonna be like, oh well, yeah, I got good props. I can go first because I have a really boring one, but it's the first thing that came to my mind. But I, I want right. the DeLorean from Back to the Future, and I want to travel through time. Damn you, Matt! <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I only say I mean, damn you because I was literally staring at. What do you know? Days oh, that's of weird. <laughs> no, I was gonna say the my car. You could say the car. It's, it's no, a different. because you I already have a time machine. Car. It's different. I know. <laughs> I'll think of something else. Mark, you go. Uh, oh man, I, uh, I, I, I don't know. You know, maybe I'll, I'll maybe I'll take the top from Inception. Oh, there and you go. I will. <laughs> Hello. Did oh no, he froze. Did Mark's power just go out? Because it went dark, which was kind of scary. <laughs> Holy moly. That's that is a horrible freak. That's <laughs> people can't see this. This is horrifying for us because Mark, oh my like God. the lights she's went like, out. Mark's frozen in a pose. He like looks he's like he's scared. Shot or he's seen something. Oh my God! I think <laughs> we okay. are literally living in unfriended the dark web. This is unfriended. Right oh my God! Oh my God! This is like the fucking. This we is the podcast. This is a uh, deja vu all over again. With uh, Mark drops off the podcast, you're all. <laughs> Oh my god. Let me get a are you screenshotting it? <laughs> oh he's gone. I didn't get it. Oh. Oh no. People, right, we just right, witnessed right, something, something very terrifying. So I think Dang Mark's it. power went out because it went dark. And yeah, he said lost power for a second. And and it so <laughs> there was no light, and then it was like I could still see him. Uh yeah. Wow. Oh, All I right. wish I would have got that. Well, I guess you could probably get a screen grab if you keep the video. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Oh man. Um, I'm gonna say RoboCop's gun. Ooh, that's a good one. What am I gonna use it for? I'm just gonna troll it around Texas, like you he don't does. need a reason, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, did they just give you guns as you cross the border? <laughs> no, man. No, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I was watching some show with my girlfriend, and there it was like in Oklahoma. It was like a like a cop show. They were basically tracking down like predators, like child like child predators, and uh, mm. they were in Oklahoma. And every single guy that they captured had knives and guns and it was like it, it would never came up as part of the charges and i was like oklahoma <laughs> it was like it was just i imagine the uh oh, the, the walls are kind of loose uh oh mark's back yeah. already yeah that was quick oh my god he's alive that mark that was fucking terrifying that well that's on our end that was horrifying because like yeah. you just froze in place in the darkness i was like oh mark, man and mark's i killed. started screaming right after that like no no that was that was, oh, man. That was wow. crazy. That was that was weird, man. These fucking heat oh. waves, man. They're taking oh. their toll. Man, 
Anyway, uh, I think oh. I was in the, I was in the middle of saying I would take oh, the top, the top from, from Inception, inception. Yep. and I would master I would master it to where I could get it to spin for as long as possible on the slight off chance that I could maybe trick someone into thinking they're dreaming. <laughs> okay, I like it. Uh, yeah, I could come up with a better answer, answer yeah. if I had more time, but that's what I got off the top of my head. Were you okay? James said the Robocop gun, which is a pretty cool. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, you were gone. I you were gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good okay. one. Okay, you guys get you get your top, you get your gun. We'll get my DeLorean. We'll go through time and cause trouble. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, hey, speaking of. Oh, there you go. Hey, nice. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> People are like, "What's he talking about?" Oh yeah, he's <laughs> no, what? no, no. That's a listen. That's for us only. It's a visual. Right. That's for us only. <laughs> I'll never know. They'll never, and they, they'll never see the, the horror we saw in Mark. <laughs> That's right. I can't get over that. Two that was, secrets to this episode. Yeah, I love oh, that. I mean, I'm glad you got back so quick because I was really like, I was freaking out for a second. Like, what? It's one thing for the power to go out when it's cold. It's another thing to go out when it's like ninety plus degrees outside. <laughs> can't. Yeah. I can't even imagine. Uh, Matt, I know you. You say it's hot up there now, but you do not know. What it's like? Oh to no, be no! In Texas I don't in the even and not have AC. <laughs> you will die. Yeah, yeah. It is. I don't even. I would not even compare the heat up here in Virginia to the heat in Texas. I've seen the the heat in Texas, and I'm like, oh, thank God, I'm not down there, because like it is, it is not even close to the same. Like, I mean, it's hot, but you guys are beating us pretty badly. Yeah. I was like, we had. I was like so happy their day it got down. Like, I think throughout the day it was like in the mid 80s, and I was like, oh. What a relief! The mid eighties, like um, we're lucky if we get that at night, you know. Like I know, I saw, yeah, yeah. So I would not, I would not try to say it's uh, that hot compared to down there. Um, Okay, that was a good question from Preston. So that was good. good. We're moving right along. (laughs) So okay, (laughs) there's going to be a biopic about your life. Who would you want to direct it? I feel like I already know Mark's answer. (laughs) Hold on, there's a difference between like I want my favorite director to direct it and i want the right director to direct it oh that's that's True. fair I, I don't know who who is the right director for my who is life? the right i don't know this is a tough one that was i didn't say it was from, it's from carmelita that was her question so oh, okay. i mean i guess i could give the fantasy answer. who would make the like most entertaining movie out of my life uh yeah, probably michael bay Find a way to make my life. Mark driving his truck and there's just explosions and gunfire and like cars yeah. flipping over. Oh, sure. I don't know. I guess the most, I don't know, the most accurate one would probably be like 90s era Kevin Smith. Just made that's... hanging out with a bunch of people talking movies, yeah. talking nonsense. That's that's the sensible answer because I'm already thinking of other ones. I'm like, that's the one that makes the most sense because. I mean, my life's not very exciting, so I feel like who is who's going to direct that? Um, that's, this is tough. I don't know. Um, James, do you have an answer? Absolutely not. Um, it's the <laughs> what, same thing. Like, what you know, if he said like Dominic Cena or? <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I'm thinking. Like, because obviously, I'm not going to say like Spielberg or Tony Scott. My life has nothing to do with their styles of filmmaking, right? That's a, like, I don't know, man. Uh, Todd Field. Um <laughs> uh, and interesting. Hmm. Uh I don't know. Jamie call it Sarah. Probably Robert Altman, honestly. Man. I can see that. Hmm. He's good at just making 
movies that just are you know people talking hanging out doing (laughs) stuff living life like they're not like plot heavy it's just you know what? I'm going to say screw realism. Get me something really stylish. Get me Brian De Palma. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what? It's just split what? diopters. And... Oh. <laughs> like... We're going to see uh, the string from your blinds as clear as your face. Yeah. <laughs> Scored diopter. by Pino Donaggio. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Uh, okay. So... <laughs> oh, no, I want to watch Body Double. <laughs> Ironically, Great I want to watch, watch Passion. Oh. See, I still haven't seen Passion. That Passion gets a good old defense from Mark Warner. Good old thumbs up. Recommend. Yeah, I, I own it. I, I might need to rewatch it. that. And actually, my friend, I got a friend to watch it recently, and he also enjoyed it. So I think that's uh, that's one of the next De Palmas that's going to get a resurgence because there aren't that many left to get resurgences. Yeah, I remember seeing it when it came out, or simply you know, close to like DVD time or whatever, and. I wasn't a huge fan, but I don't know. I feel I feel like maybe if I gave it another shot now. I, I actually, I felt I the might, same way. I was a little right. lukewarm when I first saw it, but I watched it again uh, last year, and I had a blast with it. Mm-hmm. Rachel yeah. McAdams is delightful in that movie. She is just hamming it up. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I was in a mood. That happens to me a lot. Speaking of rewatch, like, that's the thing, you know, like Daniel, you're saying, you know, watching new movies, and even Anthony kind of talked about that in his little piece he wrote this oh yeah, yeah. Recently, you know like you know watching new movies and re-watching stuff and like you know balancing that out like uh i'm just i'm notorious myself and obviously it's all personal like for like being in weird moods and not liking something that i feel like i should like or whatever you know and like it's just i'm in some funk and i i i revisit it later and then i love it you know like so it's more like I already know myself well enough to know that I should rewatch things more often because I know how I get, you know. Yes, personally. yeah, so, yeah. I feel like that's a, I feel the same I, way, James. Yeah, it's all the time. Where I'm sometimes like, I'm yeah. the same way. Yeah. But then sometimes I have to ask myself, like, is that really the mood, or do I like, do I just really want to like this thing, and I'm just disappointed right. by it, yeah. and it's just at the end of the day, it's just not good. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, yeah. I don't want to bring up Dollar Destiny too much. <laughs> then, then don't please. Because I'm like right down the middle on it mostly. You know, just kind of like I was like, fine, it's just fine, you know, whatever. But I was kind of questioning how much I was wanting to like it so much. And was I making myself like it more? You know, it's what it doesn't really matter, I guess, in the end, right? As long as I'm okay with how I feel about it. Why am I questioning how I got to that feeling? Anyway, whatever. Getting too deep into the woods here. Um well, funny no, thing about Dial of Destiny, obviously I came on this <laughs> podcast and defended the hell out of it. Like, every time I, like, take some distance away, I feel like, I mean, I like it, but maybe I don't like it as much as I, like, thought I did. But that's right. kind of how I felt when I first saw it. And then I went back to watch it before the podcast, and I'm like, no, that's just a grand old time. So I think some movie, some movies just work really well in the moment. You just got to remember that, because... uh that's not at all the point that we were trying to make. I'm just trying to give some extra context <laughs> on my feelings of the dial of destiny because someone had to bring it up. And if it gets brought up, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, jump man. off that. I'm gonna dive off that diving board. Just yeah, no. let's just forget it came up. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Another well, question. Oh, last thing, yeah. I, I'm sorry, I just want to real quick bring up the oh, thing that Anthony was talking about too, about you know, like balancing out watching new stuff. Oh, it does, yeah. you know, how tough that is because i want to watch a lot of new movies too but 
it's tough to watch new movies obviously to make time and then you're like questioning well should i watch a new movie that i might hate or i might love and you don't know but you do know which ones you do love so it's like oh i could just rewatch this movie i know i love and it was, oh, that it's a tough battle <laughs> I I, this is, I, our lives I, are tough man i know this <laughs> These are real problems. Anyway, Mark, what were you I have saying? I have that same conflict literally every time I try to think of something to watch. <laughs> and you don't know how many meals I've let God get cold just trying to find something to watch for well, the night. Because I know I, I want to watch something new. Do I watch but, man, something new? I mean, Do I like, watch this movie? I know I'm going to love. Do I watch the this island is right there. <laughs> You're like I know that's going to deliver. I can't. Uh, mm. I've been trying to work in more rewatches lately because I'm always pushing to watch new stuff, and I'm like. I really got to rewatch some things because first of all, I own all these movies that, that the point of buying them was to rewatch them. Um, and it's fun to rewatch them. But like, especially if you're in a funk of like watching new stuff and everything kind of isn't hitting. You're like, okay, let me go reset with like something guaranteed to hit. Or like today I re- rewatched Tenet cause I wanted to rewatch Tenet cause I saw it once and didn't really like it. And I liked it more this time, but I thought about it for like the past like year or so since I saw it. And I was like, something about Tenet was sticking in my, my crawl. So there's all kinds of reasons to rewatch stuff, but um, it's a tough. I, I, I'm glad other people's brains work like this because it's the kind of thing <laughs> where you, where you sit there and think, "Am I insane?" Because I talk to people at, like work and stuff, and they're like, "Yeah, I started this movie on Netflix and like put it on the background. And I didn't even finish it." And I'm like, "What?" Like, yeah. I did, like that kind well, of stuff drives me not drives me insane, but it, like I can't imagine being like that because like I put a movie on, like I hardly ever bail, and I always like give it attention. Like I don't ever just like throw a movie on and like walk away unless i've seen it like 25 times or something but like no, i know a, what you mean some yeah you know it's like it's, a, it's background for a lot of people which to me is like oh Weird. like i you know clutch my yes. pearls <laughs> right and i don't want to like downplay real ocd but we get ocd about it oh but yeah, not yeah. real ocd but it is like our own little baby form of ocd where i'm like <laughs> i can't yeah. start a game that i'm not going to finish i can't start a movie i'm not going to fit you know like it's just that dumb you know exactly like yeah. sure it's not real you know debilitating yeah OCD. i will bail i will bail on games a lot because games are much longer than games movies. yes have gotten to I'm the like, point where i, I don't got but... 20 hours so if i'm not having fun i'm like no 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 this ain't gonna go but yeah. um but i do want to finish most games so i'm sometimes like no, no no but a movie i'm like i can power through the next you know hour 40 whatever it is right. um yeah i think yeah. balancing it out is the bottom line we all kind of yeah. agree on like yeah you do you watch a bunch of new movies and you get a bunch of good ones you're going to keep watching more new ones and then you're going to hit a patch of stinkers like you said and then you're like well i need a palate cleanser and then you watch some old movies that you know you're going to like in this kind of cycle too yeah yeah um okay here's the i'm gonna move on there's another <laughs> sorry <laughs> matt's segues are phenomenal me and okay listen we were listening with me and my wife because we just went to san antonio on vacation and we were listening to the dial of destiny episode because you know it's a long episode and we're like oh, let's listen to it uh, on the, drive. the second half we listened to the whole thing oh okay. we just listened to the I, whole thing because I, 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 I feel like I in the second the half thing. i was a broken man i I kind of was giving up on it. well it's just uh, the way you're able to, to like it, sometimes it sounds like you're you're like talking shit or something in your responses to people but you're not it's just the way you sound and it's the best thing i can't even describe it but the way like you'll segue from what someone says and it'll be like, okay, like we're moving on. You know, it's like, you know, I don't know what that style is called, but it's like, you do it so well. It's amazing. Am I doing it well or badly? If it sounds like I'm no, well, no, but not like for real. Like, that's what I mean. Like, I don't even know how to explain kind of what I'm saying, but it's funny because it sounds like you're just always like, uh, okay, let's move on. 
Jesus. This is why. But it's good. No, it's not. Podcast. It's not bad. It's a good thing. I'm trying okay. to say it's an endearing thing. I'm going to take your word not. for it. Can you get your wife in here so I can ask her? Because I want another. Yeah. No, she loves it too. Like we laugh. Okay, we do good. It it's like the best. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> it's almost now like I'm... you're just like, come on, guys. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> okay. Okay. That, that, that. I'm Okay. Now I get it. It's almost saying. like Mark and, you know, I told you like Mark and uh, Hayden when they were doing like, you know, they'll both be saying like, oh God to each other when they know they're about to start saying something oh, yeah. like the other person is just like, my, my is favorite thing is when someone like? starts bringing us something Mark is not going to like. And he goes, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like Look. he's like, he's bracing himself or something bad. <laughs> or I it's mean, already been said. <laughs> yeah. I got nothing to say. <laughs> maybe, maybe Hayden oh. will, maybe Hayden will chime in on this. You know, he's maybe. currently only got like about, 35 minutes left oh, in Dead Reckoning. Well, who they knows? still got his drive home. <laughs> who knows? Um, he might want to um, watch those credits, too. He might want to watch the credits, yeah. Uh, so I think Daniel told me once he laughed that I just blew off someone's idea for a, for an episode. Like they it, Actually, sorry, it might have been you and Hayden, Mark. Like One time you guys were like, hey, Matt, can we do like all the Jurassic Parks leading up to Dominion or something? And I just flat out said, I don't want to do that. Like or something yeah. like right in the moment, and uh, uh I just yeah. remembered. Oh, okay, it, it was this what you're doing here on this episode. You literally, Mark and Hayden said that you should take questions or whatever, and you were like, No, like on this, the Dial of Destiny episode, and then now you're doing it. And my wife was like, What did he just say? <laughs> he was gonna... Oh, well, I was listen, I was pushed into a corner, I didn't expect to. <laughs> no, I love it, I think it's a great idea. Like, oh man, you it got was just caught, funny, man. I, that's what you it got was. Caught. <laughs> That was part of one of the times oh. where you, you were like, "No." Was it questions about Dial of Destiny or just questions? No, or... they, they, I, I don't remember how. I'd have to listen again, but uh -huh. it, somehow it was. I don't even know who brought it up, but someone had mentioned something <laughs> subconsciously. About emailing questions. Probably... We'll take your questions. Oh, that's okay. Uh, so send in your questions. They probably planted the seeds subconsciously because right. I was and probably uh, and I was like, "Oh, I don't have an episode with Mike. What am I going to do? I'll ask questions." So yep. I'm sorry, Mark and Mark and Hayden is not here, <laughs> but thank you. I... <laughs> I'm losing my mind. It's getting so late. Okay, we got to keep going. <laughs> we oh, go. I keep forgetting you're an hour ahead. I know. Yes, I have to tell Sorry, people. Sorry, Matt. I hate being on the East Coast. This sucks. Everybody, everybody I know, except Rob, I think, and I guess Patrick Bartlett, only other two guys in East Coast time. Every other person is central or farther. Um, it's Listen, it's rough. These are the real problems I'm talking about. They are. Um, okay, next question. It's a good one. Uh, I keep saying it's a good one. It's a good one. Um, Dan, I don't know if it's Grima or Grima. I'm going to go Dan Grima. He's like a co-host, friend of you and Patterson on We Love Dad Movies. Very nice guy. He said, you can only watch the filmography of one actor for the entire rest of time. Who do you choose? Hmm. Oh, man. I think it's I tougher than it sounds. It it's is the hardest one. Man. Because <laughs> there's lots of things that jump out, but then I'm like, well, I don't know. Oh, gotta yeah, factor yeah. in like the uh the diversity of the filmography and if that's going to satisfy me for the rest of my life yeah man this is actually okay i thought i had an answer but then i thought oh that person has a has some bad ones and doesn't act much anymore so uh i was gonna say arnold i was gonna say arnold schwarzenegger but then i'm like there's he doesn't do much after the 2000s really he does a few things and then you know, there's some things like Batman and Robin and End of Days that I don't really like that much. And uh, oh. <laughs> do you like End I, of Days? Uh, actually, no, Batman and Robin is the one. Oh, okay, I feel like well, I'd be I mean, okay. Having... I shouldn't even. 
knock that one anymore. It's entertaining, but it's I'd not... be okay. What like if Batman and Robin was one of a handful of movies I could watch for the rest of my life? <laughs> you know, you know who I might go with, topical <clears throat> guy, uh, uh, Tom Cruise, because I was looking at that stretch that stretch he has between like the first Mission Impossible between Jerry Maguire and like Mission Impossible Three. It's an amazing stretch of stuff. It's like Eyes Wide Shut, Magnolia, Mission Impossible Two, uh, Vanilla Sky, Minority Report, War of the Worlds. It's like in that one little stretch. That's a great little, like, different stuff mm-hmm. in there. Like, just that. And there's a bunch of other stuff. There's Mission Impossibles I could watch. There, you know. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Tom Cruise. I'm gonna go Tom oh Cruise. man, that's well, a good choice. I, that was the I first can't... one that popped out in my head too. I I, I can't go Tom Cruise now. I got to be different. <laughs> Um, I'm you know, just here. like I can't <laughs> like the the real answer for this question. I'd have to like I have to think for a day on this one, but <laughs> I don't have that time. So you know what? Off the top of my head, I would go Kurt Russell because oh, he is very he is one of the most watchable actors out there, and I feel like his filmography encompasses enough diversity that I can switch it up. Like he's got he's got the action movies, he's got comedies he's got dramas he's got sci-fi he's even got a couple of horror movies in there and so i feel like that variety would uh yeah that would be good i could thrive on that for the rest of my life and on top of that he's just one of the most watchable actors there is so i'm gonna go kurt russell damn that's a good one see i was gonna go with denzel but then you got me on the there's not really like they're all great movies right but Maybe not as diverse. A little more leading dramatic. I thought right? about There's Denzel. Too many True, but then again, movie. keep in mind, I'm maybe thinking way too hard about the question. <laughs> uh, no, but that's uh, good. Like, I'm, I mean, if I'm going to watch these movies for the rest of my life, hmm, man, it's tough. Maybe Dick Miller. Huh. Oh, yeah, man, that's man. Like then you get a low key, of... the best answer. Like he had oh, an okay. entire he had one director's go. entire filmography in there. Yeah, I get to watch every Joe Dante movie. And I should have uh that I should have thought somebody with a ton of movies too. Like I could have oh, got yeah, Eric Roberts and his four hundred IMDb yeah. credits. <laughs> and I get Dark Knight. <laughs> it's like, yeah. um and I get Talking Cat. Uh so. you would get the other side of darkness. Wait, what is Ever Side of Darkness? Uh that's a fake movie in Seinfeld where Eric oh. Roberts <laughs> plays the husband of a woman in a coma. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, I'm going. I'm going. Uh, Dick Miller for sure. Dick Miller, that's a good answer. That was smart. that is a good one. I got some random movies in here. Only problem is you get the only problem is you got burying the X in there. You got to do something about that. Mm, don't you get me started? <laughs> oh, it's God. payback for all the Dial of Destiny talk. <laughs> I'm a burying the X defender. I I will defend it against like... Matt. I will defend the performances in that movie and nothing else. <laughs> I enjoy it, man. Now I feel like I don't want to say I don't want to be too mean. I feel like uh, I don't want to be a be jerk mean. after my my. Uh... Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, just hey, just listen. Here's a couple I'm thinking more about my transitions, my segues now, and I'm like, oh no, am I a jerk? No, they're good, Matt. I was okay. saying they're good. Never change. If you change, that would be bad. Okay. <laughs> I I get to watch New York, New York, Scorsese. Oh, uh, we got oh, man. used cars. Uh, so, so I'm just looking at random the Terminator, movies. right? Terminator. Uh, oh man, After Hours, Chopping uh, <laughs> Mall. Like, oh my oh, god, I, can we all just pick Dick Miller? <laughs> Dead <laughs> Heat, answer. man. Uh, I, I win. 
You do. Yeah. Also, I want to say what you said, James, very funny. Entry. I'm really thinking about what James said. Hey, like, I got unlawful that never entry change. Too. That would be bad. I know what the context was to just hear somebody say, don't you ever change. That's bad. Like people are like, you should always be changing and growing. Don't ever change. That's <laughs> Not in this aspect. Yeah, don't ever change. Yes, I know what you meant, but it was funny. Um, but uh <laughs> It just it just sounded so funny. Um Dick Miller was man, that's the that's the winner right there. Um I should have thought about, yeah, people with a lot of movies, character actors. Christopher Lee would have been a good one. He's got like a hundred credits and you get like Lord yeah. of the Rings oh, and a bunch God, of other. You get movies. like literally every franchise in there. All the big <laughs> yeah. franchises. Yeah. Yeah, you get some yeah, you do get some good. Yeah. That's the All thing right, that about was... Dick Miller is I don't get that much modern, you know, too many modern. Oh movies, yeah, but... yeah. Well, hey. Eh. Who needs them? Exactly. <laughs> Who needs those modern movies? Um, that was a good question. All right. Thanks, Dan. Um, okay. Uh, next one. I'm going to go to our buddy Tank. Always a great guy on Twitter to talk to, supports the podcast. Um, his question. This is a good one. Okay. This is kind of a thinker, I think. If you were able to get a do-over oh, slash... Hmm? Low-key shade to the rest of the questions asked tonight. No worry. He's been saying everyone. I've been saying this is a good one. I just realized I'm like, this is a good one for everything. (laughs) Everybody's questions have been great. I'm a really diplomatic guy. I'm running for office soon. Um, No, okay. (laughs) If you if you were able to get a do over slash redo on a film that you enjoy but turned out to be a flop or critical commercial failure, what movie would that be, and what would the changes you'd or be to help it? Mm. A lot of moving parts on that question uh, <laughs> but uh uh I mean, why, yeah. well why don't i jump off uh so a i'm trying to not take too much time on this episode tonight <laughs> uh so why don't Sorry. i jump off on a movie i've talked about on film feast before uh in fact the one i made my grand debut on oh, film feast uh-huh, with uh-huh. uh why don't i not simon west when a stranger calls 2006 feel like there is a lot i mean i like the movie obviously many people are not fond of it but i feel like there is a lot of potential in that concept in that movie to win an audience over and i think uh maybe so i don't know maybe some ways would be to uh i don't know maybe uh get uh kind of class it up a little bit maybe make it a little more house of the devil a little less uh i don't know jump scare express uh mm-hmm. maybe uh jump scare express. maybe find, <laughs> that's can maybe, we make that movie called jump you know scare express <laughs> maybe throw in like they they already have like a little opening where the stranger is taunting someone maybe throw in like kind of an extended fully formed cold open where we actually get to know like you know what like the uh, original when a stranger calls has a uh, like that the cold open for that movie is the entirety of the remake so why don't i oh, find yeah. an interesting <laughs> way to do a cold open that's not somehow like basically rehashing what we're about to see for the rest of the movie but still make it fresh i don't know there's lots of things you could do with that cuz it's i mean it's essentially a movie about a woman walking around a house <laughs> and i feel like yeah. there are plenty of ways that you could make that work uh you know i guess the big thing i would do is go in there and take over the editing of the trailer and not reveal that the calls are coming from inside the house so that when that actually is revealed in the movie uh we get like at least five people in the theater going oh shit (laughs) so Uh, that's mine okay all right i like that yeah (laughs) 
good. It's a good answer. Good answer. It's like family feud now. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good question. Good answer. Yep. Everything is great. Uh, James, you, you have anything? Um. Yeah, I got one. But first, before, of course, you know, we got to do some tangential you know, talk. <laughs> uh, 2006. We know that's Mark's year. Yeah. Dick Miller was only in one movie. Uh, it was called Trapped Ashes, and it was actually a an anthology film I'd never heard of horror anthology with okay. segments directed by Sean S. Cunningham, oh. Joe Dante, oh. Monty Hellman, what? Tim Russell, what? Tom Gata. Has anyone what? heard of this movie? No. What was, wait, what? What? Sorry, who was the last one you said? John Gata. I actually I don't know that one. I don't know that one either, but I don't know that either. But everything <laughs> before that, else. everything before that was was great. Monty Hellman. That Sean is Cunningham, Ken Russell, and Joe Dante. Joe Dante did the wraparound. I'm gonna add this to my watch. Girl with the golden breast with Ken Russell. Does it have good reviews? Because the fact that I haven't heard of it, I mean, there are lots of hidden <laughs> gems, but like it's a 2006 movie when I was most active, and even I haven't heard about yeah, it. Which 4.7 like, IMDb score, if you put much oh, stock in that. 33 no. percent uh, approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. It also so. looks like it's unavailable to stream anywhere. Uh, how much is the DVD? <laughs> You're like, not, not everything Joe Dante has directed is gold. Did you guys ever see that, like, quote that, like, Roger Corman quote unquote reality series he directed with, uh, like Corey Feldman? Like, Corey Feldman plays a guy who died and invited a bunch of people over to his funeral and looks like it's shot on video and it's really cheap. <laughs> I don't know why, but I think of like modern day Joe Dante movie I haven't heard of, and that's what my mind goes to. <laughs> Should I buy this DVD copy of Trapped Ashes with a five day rental sticker for three dollars on eBay? Oh I'm my thinking God. you might need to, and let us know. Yeah, I, think I feel like someone needs to take the plunge. I'll yeah, do it. I, mean, I, I had no idea. Like, how did I never hear this? By now, it's been lost <laughs> for that price. How can I say no? Um, Okay. I hope it. Well, I hope it by plays. that, for my yeah. answer to the question, uh, I'm going to go with. It's not. It wasn't like you know. It made money, but it didn't make what it was supposed to make. And I'm going last Boy Scout. Um, ah. Oh, yeah. ho, ho. oh man. So yeah, like what would you, that's that's like a perfect movie. What would you change <laughs> about it? Well, the only thing I would change, I guess, would be like the behind the scenes stuff, the production. I, mm. I feel like that obviously got in the way of some of the stuff yeah you know and like the, the editing you know you know was part of the issue i guess in that movie tighten it up i don't know how i i like it the way it is i mean sure you could do some things there's some weird maybe like time shifts and whatnot maybe that but other than that like i yeah i, I wouldn't honestly really change anything but it's one i would like to have made more money and maybe maybe you know there was some magic that you could work just by getting that production working better to help that but yeah so it was like looks like it was like 43 million dollar budget and in america and canada it only made 59 million so that's that's not oh, much no. of a profit i don't understand yeah. that's one that like confuses me how that didn't hit bigger yeah like i don't bruce willis is right as hot as he'll ever be right it's like coming off like die hard one and two mm -hmm. and the I, script I, was huge like everything yeah it makes no sense what it did it no was sense. it against tough competition I don't know what it came out against. Uh, like that's the only thing that probably. would make me think. Like, you know, it was came up against some stuff. Was that nineteen ninety one? Let's look. Nineteen ninety one in film. What came out in ninety one? <laughs> Christmas time. 
the naked Hook? gun two and a oh, half. Oh, it came out around. Maybe that's the answer. I forgot it came around on Christmas time. That's not really. I mean, I know it's well, uh, yeah, it's a Christmas, not, but I'm saying like, is that you're gonna grab the family and see less Boy Scout against? Like, you know what I mean? It's like it's funny how all these like action Christmas movies came out in the summer, and then they're dropping Last Boy Scout in Christmas time. Yeah. Let's see, 1991. JFK. Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country came out the week before. Oh, oh man. I mean, and it was number one. Oh, it, it came out the same weekend as Hook. I was right. Oh. oh. And Hook was number one till the end of the year. That's, I mean, that's tough. And it's But not, Hook I wasn't don't... a box office. Well, that's true. Yeah, that's but I don't, think, like, I don't think of it as like a. A Christmas holiday. Maybe something was going on in the end of '91. I don't know. You know, yeah. <laughs> people weren't going to the, the Gulf War still going on. I don't know what's <laughs> what <are> they do. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's weird. That's I just don't know what the the deal was. People were so spoiled in '91 with good action movies. They were just like, ah, who yeah, needs I mean, less boys? Terminator <laughs> Two in the summer. You know, it's a good uh, year for action oh, movies. Yeah, yeah. I was just telling. I think my friend was asking about '91 movies. It was somehow came out '91, '92, and I was like. It's a banger year, man. It's like it's uh Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. Yeah. Oh shit. Point breaks ninety one, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, but I Terminator don't think, two. I don't know if it made any money in like the terms of like it's not on this. This is just the number one movies oh. every week. Oh okay. Um well, uh, wait. A mystery came out at the very beginning of the year. That was number one for like two months. <laughs> oh yeah yeah that ran <laughs> everything for like a City long Slickers, time dancing with the wolves sleeping with the enemy adam's family naked gun two and a half ninja turtles two <laughs> the smell of oh, fear that's a yeah, fun lineup <laughs> um yeah i don't know tony had a few movies like that where it's like why didn't this do bigger like mm-hmm. days of thunder is kind of like that right yeah I mean, days was... of thunder is a, yeah days of thunder and last boy scout i think are the two bigs to me yeah it's like you got these huge stars that where it's just like it doesn't something doesn't work and you eat it's like those unexplainable events, like they're, yeah, you, just, you, you don't know why. Like, <laughs> well, I have I have two that I can think of top of my head that I could just move the release date. I think it would help. I'm gonna stay on brand. Last Action Hero for the third time this episode. <laughs> Last Action <laughs> Hero, get get away from Jurassic Park. I'll go back in time and I'd be through my DeLorean and say, "You gotta move the movie, Arnold. You're gonna get killed by the dinosaurs." <laughs> um, I think I was telling Arnold even was like telling the studio like we should probably move the date, and they were like, "Nope, it's locked in." Like. Somebody was advising them to get away from Jurassic Park and they didn't listen. So, um, and then this, this breaks my heart. It didn't do better. Um, Dr. Sleep, that movie, uh, I yeah. thought it was going to make so much money and do so well. And it, it, it bombed, I think, pretty badly because they put it out in the fucking first week in November because <laughs> they missed all of October. And I remember it was a very, uh, I think it was a pretty weak October for horror movies. And they waited uh until november and yeah that I, was one where they the big horror movies came out like right before october or right after because they had it in september for some reason uh scary stories tell in the dark in august but i like nothing horror came out in october yeah. oh they're doing that again this year with the, the oh yeah they just they just moved saw away it? from october what well yeah that? and what's it the, the stupid i can't think of, the haunting in venice or whatever Oh, yeah, in September oh, now. Haunting of Venice, yeah, that's what. Yeah. The Voyage of, of the Demeters in October or August. The Haunted Mansion movies in July. Why would you do yeah. that, Disney? Like, what? You what, know, what? at <laughs> least, 
At oh. least we got Five Nights at Freddy's in October. Well, that's something to look for. And I think uh, is the Exorcist uh, Believer think, coming out. I think that's October. Yeah. Ooh, by by the way, quick tangent. Uh, <laughs> Why not? They, <laughs> look, normally they announce like there's an article or they'll just release the trailer, so you know, like a big trailer that's going to show ahead of a movie. They showed the Exorcist Believer trailer at Oppenheimer. Oh, really? I'd heard nothing about it. Wow. It's like yeah, the I... first time in ages I have been completely surprised by a trailer. Yeah. Was it a teaser or like a full trailer? It was a full trailer. Wow. Nice. I haven't heard anything about that. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that was, I was going to say, I still haven't. So that's good. That was ple- they, uh, bloody disgusting. Apparently released a, uh, like they released posters for it, but like no announcement for a trailer. So yeah, people, if you're going to Oppenheimer, get ready to watch that trailer. And okay. probably not like it because that's just how the world goes i do think it looks good but also it kind of just feels like every other possession movie which is kind of sad because i wanted something a little more unique but Mm -hmm. it's got Mm -hmm. ellen burston it's got the exorcist theme so it's got it's got that going for it um i am excited for that yeah, I, I mean, Obviously. I'll definitely see it. I'm sure. Yeah, it's like uh, I didn't know Ellen Burstyn was coming back for it. I was shocked when I saw that. I was like, very I'm surprised. glad it's going to theaters because I think since I'd heard it was a like I always keep hearing it described as a Peacock movie. I thought it was going mm-hmm. straight to. That's Peacock. what I thought too. Uh, but I mean, if they're showing it in front of Oppenheimer, it's got to be gearing up for a big theatrical run too. <laughs> they so probably decided, oh no, we want to make money. We should probably put this in theaters. <laughs> like <laughs> Evil Dead Rise, they're going to be an HBO Max, and they were like, oh, put that. and then it made like I think a hundred million dollars or something. So, um, yeah, I don't know. They, they, yeah, these two should figure the things out. Okay, I think we have three more. Ooh, are, all right. Look and at two of them, I think, are not going to be quick. So, uh, okay. Okay, I'll do the quick one. I'll do. There's one from our buddy Daniel Epler. Uh, Daniel asked if superhero movies fall out of fashion, which very specific subgenre? I like to say he said, "What very specific subgenre would you like to replace them as the biggest trend?" What? I can live in fantasy land on this one. Damn, Basically, Daniel. yeah. But, because I mean, it's, yeah. he's saying very specific. So I feel like we're all living in fantasy land here. <laughs> because my I don't know why my first thought with this. I'm not the biggest fan of these, but I kind of miss them. Is the 90s erotic thriller because i know those won't come back <laughs> it's like the basic instinct uh style type thing because uh, i just know those won't that won't come back at all but i'm like why not let's just pretend that can come back and be the biggest uh subgenre again it was a simpler time wasn't it it was yeah <laughs> thanks for reminding me i've got the kino blu-ray of the color of night i still need to watch a wild movie it's a wild oh, movie man. i'm excited <laughs> oh I figure the twist out really quick. Uh, no. I haven't seen that since VHS days. Whenever I heard about it, that's one of those movies where how did I hear about that? Like, <laughs> right? What? But I knew even then that there was something about that movie. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I high mean, school it was kids like, talking about color and night. I don't know. Like, we didn't have the internet. There was I mean, sex and nudity. They probably were like, check this out. Yeah, you know? I guess so. It's Bruce. It's one of the biggest stars in the world at the time, starring in a movie with a bunch of sex. Like, of course, people are going to talk about it. Yeah. It's like people at my school talking about original sin. Oh, God, that was a big topic in, my, in high school. It was like, oh, original sin. You got to see that. Um, <laughs> is that Ethan Hawke? And... No, that's, that's uh, oh, you're thinking of uh, Taking Lives. Taking Lives. Oh, yeah, okay. Angel 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 also a big which deal. 
also uh, a big deal but no this is uh I remember, I remember taking lives okay but i got okay yeah Antonio Banderas, <laughs> original yeah. sin is insanely boring for what it's what it should be like they are two very attractive people i find the movie like just so boring I'm like how is this so boring <laughs> i mean there's only so much you can do with hot people at a certain point like you gotta the story needs to carry some of the weight yeah yeah I don't think I saw original sin. Now that you say it, then I've only seen Taking Lives. Hmm. I'd be curious to rewatch Taking Lives. I remember that being kind of fun. Yeah, that's yeah. a wild like. You got to be on board with that. Yeah, yeah. Like that I, 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 re- I remember the <laughs> twist, and I was I remember not being on board with the twist, but I know it. Maybe I'll feel differently now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I like the people in it, so. Yeah. Uh, uh specific subgenre. I don't know, maybe, uh, you know, you know what, I, either like uh, horror films set in isolated wintry landscapes, like The Shining or The Thing. I like this, winter horror. Is either back. that or uh, sci-fi dystopias set in vast overpopulated cities. They don't even need to be dystopias. You can just give me something like The Fifth Element, where it's just like, huh, big futuristic city. And there's nothing dystopic about it. It's fuck cool, baby. <laughs> Just big futuristic cities. Either one of those two would be. The funny thing is, I think, you see, I think too deeply about these questions. So I start thinking about that. I'm like, oh, man, if I get too many of these subgenres I love, I'm just going to get tired of them. It's like, like I love. Oh, what? Oh, I was going to say, do you like Valerian, too? Since you like uh, big futuristic cities? I actually have not seen that one, but that's one I've uh, I want to see. But I mean, I the one that I go to where I like prove my love for the subgenre is the Total Recall remake, which I have a blast with, and that's partially because of the design of the world. It's okay to like that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you you've no, almost got me to watch it, Mark. <laughs> I I thought I would never want to watch that movie, and then you talk about it. I'm like, maybe look, I want to watch look, Total Recall remake. It's a remake of an action masterpiece, but if you just go in, you know, you you just with the mindset you're watching a dumb action movie uh, with Kate Beckinsale like knee sliding into an elevator. It's pretty hot. Uh, it's <laughs> a good time. I mean, that's enough to sell it right there. <laughs> uh. Uh, if, games, you watch, you if you watch the unrated version, you get a little Ethan Hawk cameo. Oh. Ooh. Speaking of Ethan Hawk, we just talked about taking lives. Taking lives yeah. <laughs> um, That's why I brought Damn. Ethan Hawk up. Uh, yeah. By the way, Hayden is 50 minutes out. Do we think we're still going to be going? Or... Uh, 50, <laughs> 5, 0. Oh, oh, oh. that's an hour. That no. is a while so... away. <laughs> yeah. I, that's like... I... No, 40 minutes I, at most. I love you, Hayden, but I I can't. I thought, when you said 15, oh. I was like, hey, maybe, but 50. I was like, yeah, I can't. I'm so sorry. Um, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> uh, we're sorry, well, Hayden, we tried. Way. I'm sorry. Like, we Hayden, kept it's 1120 going. my time, and I woke up very early this morning and didn't sleep. <laughs> We've obviously kept ourselves going for a while, though, so we tried. Yeah. I know. I thought we tried. We went on long enough that we'd probably still be here but 50 minutes away is i i can't because then he's gonna get on i mean that's his 50 minutes to get here and then talk about dead reckoning <laughs> like uh, oh, oh yeah he's I'm, gonna yeah he's gonna talk about dead reckoning for an hour <laughs> <laughs> all right was okay we all answered wait james you answer that question i'm sorry oh no i don't know um uh specific subgenre i want to time travel movies 
Wow, that, oh, nice. I feel like multiverses have kind of tried to. I don't know. This similar. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> I no, like it. I mean, yeah, yeah. There's, no, multiverses are it's very obnoxious compared travel. to time travel movies. Yeah. I, yeah. I like my deja vu's and my <laughs> yeah, your loopers oh. and yeah, loopers. Back <laughs> beautiful. To Back to the future. Yeah, your insidious oh. chapter twos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kind of forgot those times, Joe. Yeah, you're right. I was um, gonna say that the only other thing I was thinking though is like it's not a. I mean, I, I guess because I'm earlier I mentioned Robert Altman. You know, it's like that style of movie. Just like, like you know, I don't know what you call that. What do you call that genre? Robert Altman genre? Like, just like you know, <laughs> probably yeah. dialogue. You know, just people. Altman, Altman you know, you can have like, a, like ensemble pieces. Yeah, ensemble just cast like I. I used to like have a big soft spot for any ensemble piece, even if it like in hindsight it's not good. Like I went to see that another 2006. I saw that Emilio Estevez movie Bobby about like oh yeah the hotel oh, where yeah. Uh, yeah, Robert Kennedy was assassinated. And at the time, I just thought maybe it's because I have ADHD. So movies that like keep jumping from character to character don't mm. have the option, don't have the opportunity to lose my attention. So I always had a blast with those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. So I could, I could, I would be on board for a world where we got more of those. <laughs> um. All right. Ooh. Yeah. I like, I like all those. I also could have said westerns, but I feel like you know, those they're still kind of making westerns, but well, and also Daniel said subgenre. Sub <laughs> Get it right, Matt. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Sorry. I sorry. Horror I westerns? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. Oh, horror westerns is good. Um, okay, superhero one... movies that feature the character Gambit. <laughs> that is a specific subgenre. There's not enough of them. That's what I know. Uh, <laughs> I yeah, I was so excited for like, Gambit. Yeah, cool. Um, oh boy. Okay. Uh, so Lindsay had a That's question a that was directed toward me and Hayden, not Mark. <laughs> Or and definitely not James, because you weren't mentioned here. So I guess we could all answer the question that she gave me, although this is tough. And I don't know. Thank you, Lindsay. (laughs) We love you, Liz. I know Lindsay's so nice. I know she just probably did that by accident, I'm sure. So um okay. She said for me, so if you were gonna cast your own expendables movie, who would you choose and who would you want to be the villain of the movie? Oh this is because I don't know if I can pick from anybody at any time or only current action stars, like because I mean, if I'm picking, how, like, how can you like outdo who the Expendables have already picked? Like, they, they even used, got Harrison Ford in there. I know yeah, they used tough. so many people I would have picked. I mean, I guess now I could pick people like. Uh, you you could do your own like female Expendables like, movie because that yeah. technically hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Or you do like a good uh, mix and match. Uh, if, if I could pick from any time, like people in their prime, not people like I would want like Jackie Chan, but I want Jackie Chan from like you know 30 40 years ago probably not <laughs> like no if he's just older now you know and i'd probably pick sigourney weaver as you know or like uh you know one of the top female action stars like because aliens and um but i pick new guys too like joe taslim eco uas uh I, scott Atkins, i forgot had been in a spendles movie as like the henchman of van damme uh <laughs> so but i feel like make hat make atkins a good guy you know who i want to be the villain because and i want him to get back to doing stuff that's not just you know i want the rock but i want like rock when he was still trying to act <laughs> and like because he's oh. kind of a real bastard in doom like when he's the bad guy in doom he's <laughs> he's you know he's not bad and i feel like it is fun seeing him play a villain but that movie didn't give him enough to do as the villain i feel I know, like it yeah. happens late in the yeah 
but if someone like someone could give him some like a villain role to really sink his teeth into and he would do great yeah because i think he's too big to fit in with like the group you know i feel like he has to be the villain he has to like be against them but i need like rock to actually actually act <laughs> like i need him to like try again um like i need pain again i need uh fuck the uh oh my god the johnny darko guy movie I'm totally blanking. Uh, oh, Tales. Southland Tales. Southland yeah. Tales. Thank you. I need weird. I need like, uh, I need to be into it. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I do that. I mean, they've, they've used so many people. Especially like, Expendables 2, I feel like. And by 3, they feel like gotten everybody. Um, <laughs> yeah. Carl Urban. I don't know. Oh, that's a good one. Because <laughs> of Dread. Uh, who else? I mean. Russell Crowe. Oh, they never got Tom oh. Cruise. Or Keanu. Oh, that's like, true. You said uh, Eco Way already, right? Yeah. Uh, you get uh, Mark Wahlberg, Lauren Cohen, John Malkovich, <laughs> yeah. Ronda Rousey. Uh, Ronda Rousey was in three. I was, Matt, you didn't get the bit I was looking for. <laughs> was that Trans- uh, Wait. Who el- wait, who else was in that? I thought uh, you were doing Transformers people. Was Ronda Rousey in train? That threw me off. Mile 22. Oh, God. Oh, a podcast, an episode we're supposed to do was Mile 22 on point. Do you remember that? I I, believe, I think about it every day. <laughs> every day? And every day I'm like, is this every something day. I want to do or not? Yeah, I understand. Uh, so yeah, I know who I, I guess... want the villain to be. Oh, uh-huh. Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> I would love we get him out of retirement to be the villain in Expendables. <laughs> yeah. Um... Wow, that would be amazing. Uh, let's see. You know, we don't even have to do it. We can just kind of like pile on to each other. Yeah, uh, yeah. But like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you said uh, Kurt Russell. Oh, Kurt Russell. Yeah. Uh, Denzel Washington. Did you say him already? No, I didn't say him. Uh, Chris Pine. <laughs> get all. Get, how about you get all the Chris's? Just all four in there. Oh all man, the that would be incredible. What if and all then... four of the Chris's were the bad guys? <laughs> like the army oh. of Chris's. Oh, that, could work. Uh, that would be pretty incredible uh yeah anyway throw throw kate beckinsale in there oh, throw yeah, angelina yeah. jolie in there yeah. uh zoe saldana yes oh god so many people <laughs> we're just rebecca ferguson i see the fallout we're just naming names Ooh, now oh hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. Will Smith. Now, we're just naming everybody in hollywood sorry tom <laughs> clementeith vanessa kirby Haley adam Atwell. sandler yeah, no, no, you have to do an action movie. Oh, he did. The, oh, oh, he did yeah, do okay. to mess with the Zohan. Uh, oh, okay. uh, Natalie Portman. Sure. <laughs> Just name you, it. You know what? You know what? Maybe Rebecca Looking Ferguson would be the villain. People like, Who? shut up. Re- maybe Rebecca Ferguson could be the villain. Oh, well, I mean, with this many people, we could have a lot of villains. <laughs> like, we could oh, have. Yeah. What if whole... all of these people are the villains <laughs> and they're going up against. Jim Caviezel. Oh, Jesus. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jesus indeed. I mean, Jesus indeed, yeah. Hey, do you think oh. James Spader would make a good Expendables bad guy? Oh, villain? yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's one of my favorite Marvel villains, so I think he's a great <laughs> bad guy. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. This, I feel like this is one Nicholas Nicolas Cage really... as the villain? Oh, Nicolas Cage. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Man, we've named so many people. Oh, this expendables movie is going to cost a billion dollars <laughs> just to pay everyone. It'll be the 
biggest movie of all yeah. time, though. Yeah. They just do the names list in the trailer. Henry for Cavill, nine throw him in there. Yeah, Jason Cavill. Momoa, Affleck, just get all the team. all the DC people all the DC except people. for Ezra Miller. Right. <laughs> get me everybody from Marvel. This is just gonna be everybody in Hollywood. Um. Okay, I think we've named pretty much everybody, unless anyone has like a specific villain idea or something or. Uh, I don't. I don't think I can do better than Rebecca Ferguson for the villain. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I think I got my good villains out of the way. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm going through, making sure we don't miss anything. Um, okay. All right. Uh, last last question. Uh, Actually, you know what? Maybe one more villain suggestion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Campbell Scott. Sure. Campbell Scott. Um Scott. Like in like an inimitable performance as the villainous Lewis Dodgson in Jurassic World Dominion. Why not? Inimitable. I'll let you have it. Uh (laughs) go on with your bad self. (laughs) Um the last question. I saved this one for last on purpose. Uh uh, from our friend Chris Barreras, I'm surprised he came up with this whole episode. He said, "What rankings would you did you give the uh, would you give the Jaws sequels? <laughs> oh what? man, how would you rank the Jaws sequels with oh, a oh yeah okay yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> like he was oh, like man, I had I'm... to give you shit because uh, yeah um, <laughs> I mean Jaws this... didn't come up this whole time until now so I saved it for the very end. Um, I would rank the Jaws sequels. Wait, actually, hold on. I was gonna in say... order. I would I almost. Mean, like... would... No, I would put four above three. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think... would go two, four, three, maybe, and I would definitely put forty-seven meters down, uncaged, in between two and the four. Uh-huh. Uh, probably same for Deep Blue Sea. Uh, the Shallows, I would put below Deep Blue Sea, and <laughs> I'm, above I'm a... in between. He's <laughs> 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 like tied with equal to yeah. yeah i'm waiting for the meg to the trench to just oh. uh come out at the t- top of them all though i mean that should be fun it should be a good time is uh. 47 meters down uncaged is that that's the sequel and that's the one with the cool like light Whoa. sequence or whatever like with the Ye- strobe light or like that red flashing <laughs> light or whatever. yes okay yeah yeah i like that one that's a good one. <laughs> that's all i can remember but i liked it <laughs> Uh, okay. Well, Mark gave us a bonus there with ranking like all the shark movies. <laughs> so, uh, James, would you just go straight down two, three, four? Uh, I, probably, but I I could swap four and three uh, anytime. Probably depending on just whichever one I'm yeah, watching. Like four is not good, but I think no. It's but I have fun more bonkers that three yeah. is. I find three so well, boring. Well, here's the thing: if you're able to watch three in three D, it's a good time. The problem is. If you're not able to watch three in 3D, that not uh, only is it boring, but it's like just bat. All the 3D effects are just so awful. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it's kind of weird. It doesn't feel like it knows that it's like it feels like it's too serious for what it is. Kind of a yeah. little bit, you know, like a 3D shark movies like taking yeah. itself too serious. Yeah, <laughs> kind of weird. Um, but like I, I will say, as ridiculous as it is, like. Jaws the Revenge is well directed. Like it's a ludicrous movie, but it's Joseph Sargent, whereas Joe Alves directed Jaws 3. And he was just like a production designer turned director. And like 
on t- it's already kind of a shoddy movie and then you throw the 3d on top of it but like not gonna lie i think of that that banana boat sequence is is very well directed for how silly it is yeah i have fun as, fonder memories as, of four like watching four as a kid than i do three yeah like, you know, the opening of four <laughs> sure. i think is pretty strong yeah. Yes, I've always as a kid I was like freaked out by the opening of four. Me too. Okay, good. Yes, <laughs> right. me too. That's where he gets the arm. Like it's almost like yeah or something. Yeah. You know, it's like oh, he's it's in the horrifying. yellow jacket just like it. And like, it's like it's at Christmas time too. Which yeah. like when you're that age, the uh uh the juxtaposition of that something that horrifying and Christmas, it's a lot harder. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I remember yeah. I remember thinking for some reason like the sadness really hit me. I was like, I was like, this family's been through so much. Like as a little kid, even I'm like they've been through so much. And that <laughs> like, shark's gonna keep putting. Them and then through. I kept, I got scared. So very, I was like pretty young, and I was like, oh my god, if I piss off a shark, is it gonna keep coming after me my whole life? <laughs> like, unfortunately, well, when I watched, when I watched it as a kid, I don't think I really followed plots that well. Yeah. So I didn't actually have any idea that the shark was following them. All me, the way how I knew that. Me, I don't know either. how I do. That. <laughs> like, I didn't back then. Maybe which somebody is why told I think me. I had so much fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe like an adult was like, oh, yeah, okay, sure, here, him. <laughs> uh, here's an embarrassing truth. When I was that age, and I like, I, I was watching these movies when I was like seven or eight. So like, who's going to trust seven or eight year old? I actually thought Josh the Revenge was the best one. <laughs> and I think I was basing this solely on that opening. On the opening? Yeah. It's a good opening. I mean, listen. much like a few years <laughs> later, I had this phase where I thought Psycho 2 was the best Psycho movie. Now, uh, some people on the Cobwebs podcast might still agree with that sentiment, but I have uh, I have since come out of that, much like I have since come out of my Jaws, the revenge is better than Jaws. Well, that's, uh, that's good. <laughs> Matt agrees. No, <laughs> uh, no, no. The other ones are even close to a 4.5 no. out of 5. That, uh, that is a good thing, though. Like, uh, is that is that the best opening to... No, I, a not great movie like where the that's a good question that's a good question match, like what you're about to see like that opening sets oh. you up for a good movie and then you're like oh okay why why don't you know why don't we make this an impromptu question best great opening to a not great movie because that's definitely up there that's but up there I, boy that's I a tough one off the top of the head uh that's a tough one i did watch a movie last year i think called trance like a danny boyle movie with Ooh, rosario we'll dawson that. i feel like in the theater it's not the best example, but I feel like I was so intrigued by how it started. Like the opening was so good and that's how it kind of fell off quite a bit. But uh, I just that's a random one. I'm sorry. That was so weird, but I just like top it, my head. Uh, it's a tough question because I feel like I'm more likely to forget about a movie I didn't like, even yeah. if it has a good opening. And so I'm not going to remember the opening as well. I mean, you know, like... see, I movies that I'm like, if I see a really strong opening, and then I'm disappointed by the rest of the movie. I will be so I will remember that disappointment yeah, yeah, because yeah. it almost makes me like the opening even more just because what it's compared to for the rest of the runtime is so bad. I'm trying to think here though. Because yeah. like I've definitely had I mean I, I like the movie, so maybe it's not a good example, but like Spectre, because I think the opening of Spectre is oh, yeah. fantastic. Um, that's a, that's a good. That's a sorry. I was like, yeah, I agree. I found a. I found Google that was like best openings of bad movies, and I already don't like this list because the things I see on movies. it, the things I see on it are at the top: Scream and Mission Impossible Three, 
okay. which are not bad movies. I don't think. Right. Uh, uh, Hancock? No. Anyone remember Hancock with Will Smith? I don't remember what the opening was. Uh, yeah, Jesus I Christ. Either. I can't believe it. I was just thinking to myself yesterday, just out of nowhere, I was like, I like that movie Hancock. <laughs> <laughs> I think I bought it on Blu-ray for like a dollar because I was like, I want to rewatch Hancock at some point because I think it might be better than I remember, but it's I mean, probably not. That's my uh, boy Peter Burke. I think oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, trans trans might work. Is that does that open with like the high stuff in the Yeah, it's this awesome like art heist. It's a okay. And every yeah, because I don't I remember, remember anything else yeah, about the movie. Every but I remember review that. you read is like, man, this thing starts off so good and just like does not go anywhere uh, as good as the opening. Spectre's on this list, Mark. Uh, hey, <laughs> Avengers: Age of Ultron. Um, that's not a bad. I don't think it's a hey, bad movie. I don't know. A lot of people think that's a pretty bad movie. Uh, oh, here's a good one because I mean, okay, <laughs> it's uh, Austin Powers and Goldmember. It's got that. It's got that really fun what? opening with all the I, I love Goldmember though. Like, I, I like all I, those I, it's still funny I just think it's the worst of the three but it's still funny it's not a great right. example but the opening is great um I quote three more than anything I say you know like no you crazy Dutch bastard to everyone all the time I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like no these are this crazy. is a terrible list the movies on here are not bad like uh I, yeah, boy all right I don't like this uh I'm gonna get off this list uh, yeah, I like I like the opening. To I want to watch Austin Powers. <laughs> uh, I'm not fond of Jigsaw, uh, but I like the opening to that. I don't know if I'd call it great, but I feel like the oh, opening yeah. of that maybe set me up for something a little more exciting that I ended up getting with the movie. Yeah. It's, oh, X-Men The Last Stand? What was the opening of that? Uh, oh, that's... <laughs> that's just... I mean, D.H., Patrick Stewart, and Ian McKellen go to visit young Gene... Not a particularly strong opening. Oh. Yeah, I mean, uh, I cannot think of anything. This is very tough. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, here's a... <laughs> How about a great 45 minutes? Uh, Chris, get him the Crystal Skull. <laughs> it's like a great... I mean, if <laughs> if we're counting that, I would definitely count Spectre, because I think the first like half of that movie is incredible. Not mm-hmm. just like opening set piece, but like Pretty much everything up until they get to Blofeld's lair out in the uh, desert, I think, yeah. is like top tier Bond. And then it's Spectre like Spectre has uh, come out on like on three different lists. I've been looking at like everyone's <laughs> saying Spectre. Um, that opening Spectre is so good, and then it's like, yeah, yeah, the rest of it's not great. Um, yeah, that's the one where it holds me though. I think like my rewatch of Spectre when I rewatched them all this year, I liked it a lot more. Okay. It probably works better with the other sequels. Yeah, kind of watching them all together. Just or just the one sequel, I guess. Right. Uh, (laughs) So yeah, it's not the opening, but there's a scene in Spectre where uh, it's just the camera's tracking Monica Belushi through her house after she's gotten home from her husband's funeral, and like there's like it's just like tracking her, and it keeps revealing figures in the background, hidden in the shadows, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's such a beautiful sequence shot by a. Tenets Hoyt Van Hoytema. Oh. And uh it is like honestly, it's one of the most like striking visuals I may I had I have seen in recent movies. Like I remember watching that being like, why do people not like this? Uh <laughs> that whole sequence is like top-tier virtuoso filmmaking. And then they get to the desert and it's just like, all right, whatever. <laughs> uh well 
Anything else? Yeah, I, I, what an think, I mean, we got it with Jaws. We already mm. know the answer, but it's just, yeah, that does suck. That I, See, I feel frustrated because I feel like there are others, but I can't yeah. really think of them, and we don't have the time to yeah. really think of them. People, people can comment. If they've listened this far, then yeah, let us know in the comments, yo. <laughs> yeah, let us know in the comments of the tweet that I'm going to post about. <laughs> um great right. openings oh. to bad movies yes i'm sure we'll get some good <laughs> answers because people probably will think i'm trying to think pressure. of horror movies because i feel like that's where you're gonna have like something oh, to that's grab true. you oh you know yeah. and then like the rest of the movies or whatever or like you know it's like oh this happens and then you're gonna reveal all the rest you know whatever like, yeah like you're setting up this killer and i don't know, <laughs> I don't know. oh man yeah well, that's that's kind of frustrating yeah it is yeah bummer sorry guys <laughs> It's okay. We answered a lot of questions, all great questions, yeah. every single one. Uh, I have one more question if y'all want to answer it. It okay. might be a little easier. We're already here. Why uh, not? Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Are y'all excited? This is from my sister in law that <laughs> she asked me at dinner. She's like, hey, ask him this. Uh, I love it. Okay. okay. I'll, I'll do That's it. fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess it's movie related. So, uh, if we're excited for the new Ninja Turtles movie, and it's a two part question. Uh, how do you feel about the art style? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I was just telling somebody. Couple... Oh, I'll let oh, Matt sorry. go. It's his podcast. <laughs> sorry, Mark. Um, it's just funny because it just came up with a couple friends of mine. We were watching like TV and the commercial came on. And like one friend said he was really excited for it. Another friend said he was like, did not, he was not excited about it. And I, I said, I'm really neutral. I really feel like, because mm-hmm. I love the original Turtles as a kid. But then my well, one friend was mad. He's like, oh, this looks stupid. I'm like, they've done so many iterations of the Turtles. I literally cannot even begin to be upset about another version of the Turtles. Because right. like they've yeah, had, I, they've done so many. I mean, I, it's, you know, it's so far removed from what our thing was, but our thing still exists. Like the original ones I grew up with. So I, but I, I feel like this one looks fun, but I don't think I'll see it in a theater. I would see it like on streaming, but I feel kind of neutral about the whole thing. And the art, but the art style looks cool. I'll say that the style looks cool. So, um, yeah, I'm just kind of, I really am kind of like, eh, <laughs> like I'll catch it on Paramount Plus or wherever it's going to land. I don't know where it's going to go, but um, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that's my answer. Yeah, good. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say I'm excited, but I mean, I think it looks good. I really do dig the art style. I like they're trying something. You know, we're getting a lot more, you know, mainstream animated movies that are trying different things, like with Spider Verse and Puss in Boots, and now this, and it's. It is really cool. It feels like it's not just, you know, Pixar or that like standard DreamWorks Madagascar bullshit. Yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah, yeah. looks good. Uh, and yeah, it's got a cool cast. Ice Cube, Roseburn. Yeah, I'm looking forward John to Cena. it. John Cena. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> randomly. Uh, there's apparently still a good Ninja Turtles movie from last year that came out on Netflix I need to see. Uh, an yeah, I was going Yeah, yeah, I, I watched that one. You should watch it. It's good. It's okay, really good. a lot of, of people recommended that one. Yeah, but I never saw it. <laughs> so yeah, Mike was talking about it, and then I watched it pretty quickly after he watched it. And yeah, it's real good. And that one's really unique because I feel like they gave the turtles all like different looks, like mm-hmm. like very different. Yeah, they don't looks. all look the same. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, I think that they use that art style in the show, like I guess the newer. Oh, the newer show. show. Okay, so it's yeah. like kind of based on that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm looking forward to it, too. I, I'm kind of the same. I'm not, like, super pumped for it or anything, but I think it looks good, too. And I, I do, like, I'm always up for them changing the style to something different, you know? Like, and like Mark was saying, I like, yeah, we've seen how many, you know, like <laughs> Disney so many movies that all look the same. And, like, 
they're great looking, but yeah, it's cool to get something a little different. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good question from your, uh, you say your sister-in-law? Yeah. <laughs> good question. Good question. Uh, so do you have your whole family listening to me on the show or they're listening? Cause no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to? <laughs> oh no, no, no. I just was like, Oh God, everyone's. Yeah, I'm be no, we were just, we were eating dinner now. and I, it was family <laughs> dinner. And, uh, I mentioned, you know, that we, I was going to record tonight. So. And what the episode was about, I said, we oh. were, you know, you were answering questions. You didn't really know. You were like, it's questions. I don't know what it's going to be. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was like, we're not talking about a specific movie. We're just answering, you know, people giving us some questions to answer. Yeah. So she gave me a question. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, okay. I think we did it. I think we got them all answered. Uh, thank you, everyone, for the questions. It was a good batch of questions. All a variety it was good. I hope we answered them. <laughs> I know we were we start off almost like more incoherently. We don't disturb yeah. metal tangent. Oh man, uh, the swim fan came up. Well, we realized <laughs> we had to whip ourselves into shape. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's easy uh, to go out there into the wild blue yonder. <laughs> we need structure, I tell you. No, this was uh, this was fun. I had a good time hanging out with you guys. I'm sorry Hayden couldn't make it. I'm sorry I couldn't. Sorry, we wait tried longer. Hayden. I, yeah. I tr- yeah, I'm fa- it's almost midnight here. I'm trying, but uh, I'm very tired. So, dude, it's um, only 1045. It's party, yeah, time. like the party should start over here. Uh, so, um, <laughs> yeah, do you guys want to plug anything where people can follow you? Mark, do you want to go first? If you, uh, I mean, I was recently on a Dial of Destiny episode, uh, with this gentleman, but also not with him. You can, right. uh, <laughs> you can give a listen to that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay, that was uh. Yeah, I wish we could all been together for Dial of Destiny, but maybe it's better we were apart. <laughs> Some of the things people yeah. said. I don't want to upset. No, I would have loved uh, it if we were all together because I, I think that would have been fun. Oh, yeah, no, it would have been a good time. Uh, I hope that episode worked for people. I had to just patch it together, but I think it was fun. I was the weird, I was the person that was like talking about two weeks in a row, but minutes <laughs> apart on the episode. I feel like by the Mark and Hayden time, I just didn't know what to say about it anymore. It was like, I don't want to talk about Dial Destiny anymore. <laughs> like, no, it worked out pretty good. I wasn't gonna. I was only gonna listen to the second half, you know, since I did the first half. But you know, since we were on that drive, I ended up listening to the whole thing, so I got to hear both, you know, sides. And I think overall, we didn't get, you know, it wasn't too samey. Me and Hayden were kind of a lot. We were together at a lot on a lot of like mm-hmm. the Spielberg, lack of Spielberg, blah blah blah. This and Mark, you know, was trying to say there were the Spielbergisms and stuff like that. But yeah, I think it was. I think it ended I felt very up. bad at one point. I think I said to Andy at one point something looked like talk shit, and I thought he, I thought I really heard his. I get upset. Oh, yes, him. Yes, and, yes. Uh, I couldn't help. I was like, I poor Andy's so nice. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> but it was about the. It wasn't about the movie. It was about the effects or something. Some effect looked yeah. like dog shit or something. And I was like, and he was like, oh, oh God, man. Like, Sp- yeah, you're doing it. Uh, no, no, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> no. Sorry, sorry. You brought up Dollar Destiny and effects, and you got oh. me thinking about the train. And after yeah. watching Dead Reckoning, you know, it just, let's not even go there. Okay, all right, sorry. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry. Anything. I'm sorry again, Andy. We'll I'm sorry, Mark, Mark as well. I'm sorry, Mark. Mark looks so hurt. Um, Mark, we we're, were so we're worried about you. Here. We let's thought not... you were killed by a ghost about an hour. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to take Very a screenshot funny. of it, and it went away right when I got it. Man, I, uh, I was like, "Oh, this is perfect." I know. I feel like it. Maybe I. You got maybe the second that I was able to react to the power going out before. Yeah, like, we got the connection. You, you were really like, were up. <laughs> It's great. <laughs> oh God, it was so ridiculous. Oh, and I don't think if I I can I can watch like pull the video back, like save the Zoom video, but I don't think your screen would be that big. So I don't. I mean, I I can try to look for it. If I find it, I'll send it to you guys. But uh, <laughs> it was really it was pretty great. Uh, it should was, be your new like picture when you log on to Zoom. Is you like ah, yeah. 
Oh man, I might have to try that. But that because nah, I'm wearing I'm wearing the Taylor Swift shirt, and that's a secret. <laughs> I only let certain people know about that. But you just told everyone. You don't want them to see. Oh, it? Sh- oh edit that out. Uh yeah, I can't. edit that. Please, come on, <laughs> don't make me edit. I was gonna just All let right. this one go. All right, I'm wearing an Eras tour shirt, people. I try to keep that to myself, but. It's become think, like my it's become my film feature. Yeah, I wore it the last when time. I said it on the last episode that you were on. I said, Mike, Mark, I like your shirt. It might have been off the mic, but I, I was think like, that, I think that would have been off the mic. I would have to be put, ashamed of. She's insane. I would have put my, right now. I, I would have put my foot down. Yeah, but that's the thing when someone's popular. Like <laughs> we're on film Twitter. When something's popular, we have to pretend like we're not that into it. We have to pretend mm-hmm. like we're into like the musical artists that are getting their music released by Kino Lorber or arrow i only buy cassette tapes from kino lorber that's the bands i listen to um only want to hear music uh jesus so far off the rails uh james do you want to plug anything no same old same old i was on that episode (laughs) with and without mark as well yes your Uh, spirits were there uh yeah i i think it was a good one i hope uh people enjoyed it Okay, I was again. I was thrilled because normally I don't listen to the back to the episodes I'm on, but I had an excuse to listen for once because there was a yeah. section I didn't hear. Yeah, it worked <laughs> yeah. out pretty good. All right, good, good. Uh, okay, so uh, thanks everyone for the questions. Thanks for listening. I'm gonna promote next week. I hope it works out. <laughs> like I feel like I think almost two weeks in a row I kept saying stuff, and then that's why I hardly ever say what's coming next. I usually don't know. I think me and Carmelita are gonna be talking about RoboCop on the next episode oh. hey what do you know i picked a gun <laughs> i'd I buy that a for a dollar <laughs> dun, 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 uh, dun. i'm excited i mean that should be a, i mean it's one of my favorite movies it's in the theme song of the show i mean it's yeah so it should be fun um but yeah that should be next week and that's i i'm not gonna plug our stuff they know where to find us um all right thanks everybody <laughs> see you later bye <laughs>